I am Rachel Brosnahan, and um, I play Rachel in House of Cards, and uh, the world's an ugly place, guys. <laughs> and you are listening to Below the Belt. The Below the Belt show is closed captioned for the hearing impaired. It is now time for the Bad Boys of Baltimore. Pips up. Goes down. That's right, guys. It's time for another episode of BTB Below the Belt Show in the Mother Effing House. I'm your host, Celebrity Soto, Al Soto, your host for the most. This is a little bit different than we're accustomed here on Below the Belt Show uh, due to the global uh, global pandemic that has rocked the world, guys. Um, we are doing um, a little things a little differently with our co-hosts. I used to introduce the room is now on the phone. <laughs> so I'm going to go ahead and introduce the people on the phone, starting with, that's right, guys. He is the king of the 80s, the demotivational speaker, the one and the only Chachi McFly. Yeah, I'm saying it's BTB in my mother effing house now. <laughs> yes, and everybody effing house, right? Yeah, it's insane. It's insane. It Never is insane. It is insane in the membrane. Let's go ahead and introduce yeah, us. Awesome. that studio now oh come <laughs> on now don't shit where you eat <laughs> so is that like your i am we are all spartacus moments this is my everyone's mother effing house well because everybody's <laughs> at their house literally right is that is that how we can describe it anyways let, let's go ahead and introduce the other voice <laughs> who made his pr- his presence his calming presence felt he is known I'm, as the fan favorite, the man with a calming presence, Mike the General Zod. I gotta say, I could really use some of that calming presence right now. <laughs> 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 Either that or I gotta stop reading the news. It's <laughs> uh, uh, so depressing. It is really depressing. We'll be going over it all, guys. And last but certainly not least, the lovely and talented actress extraordinaire educator extraordinaire singer extraordinaire the list goes on and on <laughs> vanessa miss snorkels meadows triple dub. <laughs> <laughs> good to have also triple dubs on btb airwaves yeah. good to be here yeah it's so we're doing things a little differently uh listeners if you notice our co-hosts are calling in to Below the Belt show via conferencing. So um, due to the global pandemic, the coronavirus, um, it is advisable to be uh, six feet, I guess, between people. And um, I am the only one in studio. Everyone else is calling from the respective houses. Um, guys, yeah, I still feel... have a, a female host this week that I'm on and... We're doing social distancing here. Right, we're doing social distancing <laughs> when we have females on. I know. Because, Chachi, yeah, you're, 
Uh, you're alluding to last week. You, it was just you, me, and Big Paul, right? Yes, yes. I'm there with Big Paul. Yeah. <laughs> now, now, in my house. Right. <laughs> well, guys, it, does it feel like a surreal dream? I mean, or, or a nightmare, if you will. A nightmare, it does. The, the best way to describe it, for me at least, is that this feels like, uh, you know, the first 15 minutes of, you know, pick your post-apocalyptic movie or TV show right. of your choice. Yeah. It feels like that first 15 minutes where life is yeah. just starting to change. Yeah, yeah. And it's going to be, I don't know, it's going to be about like two weeks from now or so when we'll all be battling each other for Snickers. So. Yeah. Be, like the, be like the Thunderdome. Yeah. We'll, we'll trade sex for toilet paper. <laughs> I mean, things... Well, I got plenty of Charmin here in my house. So. <laughs> <laughs> things are... <laughs> on the table. Any, any of you three. Oh, how could I pass hey, times that are, Times are tough. Times, T- are, times are tough. Let's just go over the things that have been <laughs> closed since we were on the air last week. Now we cannot go to the movie theater. We cannot go to bars and sit down at restaurants. We're going to do takeout. Um, it's just become insane. Um, it's the the start of this pandemic. I guess we're starting to feel it now because um, what else? Uh, all of us have to work from home if, if we have the option to do so, if we're lucky enough to have the option to do so. Yeah. Um, we also have to be um, very... Wait, what do you mean work from home? This is our job, right? Right. Uh, well, yeah. True. Yeah. Oh, you mean you mean other people? Other right? other people. Other people, right? Uh, of, course, of course. Yeah, they call those people peasants. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's talk I about. I don't call them that. Well, let's talk about well the people that are affected obviously by this. Number one are are the people in the um, the service industry. Um, number one, mm-hmm. um, people that work as bartenders as as servers. Um, you know, now that the restaurants have closed, I mean, um, now that and movie theaters are closed. in our industry, too. Yes, that's right, Vanessa. The yeah. film and TV industry um, is suspended, so basically there is no work, and a lot of people in the film and TV industry, um, you know, uh, work from project to project, so it's not like they can work from home, <laughs> number one. Number two, it's not like they can go to another project, because the other projects are all are all suspended, so... These are really They're also in the service industry, so the fact that they can't get money that way also. Right. You know. Yeah, we all heard about the Hollywood actor that, that moonlights at, um, you know, the restaurant. Um, and obviously that goes all over the, all over the country, really. Um, I mean, uh, it's just been really crazy. I know in San Francisco, guys, uh, 9 p.m. curfew in San Francisco. Um, I, I fear, I really, I'm very fearful, uh, that this will, uh, the same thing would happen to here in Maryland and in the DMV area or anywhere close, um, would be, um, really, really unsettling. Mm. So, but I think I I would take take comfort in it. You know, I don't want anyone breaking in. (laughs) So if there's less people out there at night, I'm going to feel better. I, I read an article that ICE are uh, arresting people due to um, due to um, people being at home now. They're making arrests. And uh, they feel like this oh, is an no. easy time of course they are. To, to double whammy people 
they're already might have lost a job already and then you go and you know arrest you know an undocumented uh immigrant here in the u.s you know so man it's it's really insane guys um so celebrities have been affected by COVID-19. Idris Elba, uh, one of the more recent celebrities to um, announce that he is um, positive for uh, COVID-19, um, which is a big shock. And, really, and a lot of people said, you know, young people shouldn't be concerned, blah, 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 because they are healthier, but not the case, guys. 26-year-old actress from Frozen 2. She's a voice actress, Rachel Matthews, the latest Hollywood celebrity to test positive for coronavirus. Um, Apparently, frozen. Um, good question. I do not know her. Doesn't say what character she voices. Yeah. Um, Does she play an older character, maybe? Not well. She's 26, so I'm, I'm guessing she might have played one of the younger characters, but it, did, it doesn't oh, okay. say here in my. My notes who she played. We'd have to look that one up. Um, maybe someone can look it up while we're <laughs> who Rachel Matthews played in Frozen too. Um, but um, so she actually came into contact with a confirmed case. So she knew um, that she was. That's how she you know she knew the the origin of of of, of you know becoming you know infected. Um, wow. Well, wow, I didn't know this. She was uh, Michael Landon's granddaughter, or I guess still is. That's, <laughs> oh, wow. uh, oh, what, who did Rachel Matthews play? Yeah, you have it in there in, in your, uh... I still can't find who the hell she played. Yeah. I just saw hey. Frozen 2 this over is, the... This is Honey, Honey Marin, whoever that was. Honey Marin, okay. Yep. Game of Thrones star Christopher Hivju. Um, do you guys know who he is? He is Tormund, one of the wildlings from Game of Thrones. Yeah. yeah. Uh, also tested positive uh, for coronavirus. We announced last week, because it was breaking news last week, that Tom Hanks and his wife, Rita Wilson, have also tested uh, positive for corona. Um, Kevin Durant, he's another one. Kevin Durant, NBA um, star, of course, expect more NBA stars to be infected because they're obviously in close contact uh, playing basketball. So um, you're gonna you're gonna be hearing a lot of stories about celebrities uh, testing positive for COVID nineteen, and the major reason for that is because they have access to testing <laughs> that most people don't. That's a very good point, man. They're, they have access to testing. Well, they're they're able around to a lot more people than we are. Yeah. Well, like they just announced today, uh, some congressman, um, he had a Hispanic-sounding name. don't remember his name. Mm-hmm. That is no reason. He could be Irish. He's, he's a Republican, but he's, um, I remember that. What the hell's his name? Now i got to find it. Also affected, guys, Olga Kurilenko. Um, oh, from um, one of the James Bond movies. That's right, General. Very good. Um, also um, tested positive for coronavirus. Um, Canadian Prime Minister Justin Trudeau, Trudeau's wife, Sophie Gregor Trudeau, also tested positive as well. Um, so I believe the, um, the U.S. Uh, 
U.S. infections uh, well above 6,000 already. I think that number keeps changing. Mm. Um, uh, here's his name, by the way, Congressman Mario Diaz-Balart a Republican from Florida, okay. said he developed a fever and headache on Saturday and has tested positive. See, there you go. So over 6,000 here in the U.S. guys have already been infected. Here in, um, uh, actually, the death toll um, in the U.S. has actually climbed to 120. Um, wow. Yeah. And, um, you know, you know what? What's kind of funny, by the time you, by the time this podcast, is, this episode is edited and ready and uploaded, I'm sure that number will almost seem like quaint. <laughs> yeah, it'll be outdated. Yeah. And that's the sad, sad low, truth or, about that. Are you saying how it's low with updating, or are you saying that it's happening at such a rapid pace? It's happening at such a rapid pace. It's increasing on like a, like an exponential scale. Exponentially. So, oh. Every day, guys. Yeah. 200,000 people worldwide have been affected. And worldwide, 8,000 deaths. So wow. those are just some of the numbers that obviously keep changing as this pandemic uh, um, just continues, guys. Um, I uh, mean, the one thing, one thing with this, though, is that you can keep a perspective is that 8,000 people is a lot of people. And um, for a lot of people, that is, I mean, it's still, like, compared to the population of the Earth, that's pretty small. Mm. But um, the, you think about, like, you know, I was, you know, of course, because I've become super morbid, I've been reading about all these, like, past pandemics and plagues and everything like that. Mm-hmm. And you almost forget, like, you know, the Black Death, in the bubonic plague in uh, medieval Europe killed 50% of people in Europe. It killed 500, I mean, 200 million people. (laughs) Wasn't uh, the Spanish flu comparable uh, to Corona? The Spanish flu flu killed about, I think, 16 million people, which is still a shit ton of people. Jesus Christ. uh, That's a staggering high number. Regular flu can kill anywhere from 40,000 to 60,000 a year. Yeah. Unbelievable, yeah, guys. I mean, Unbelievable. It's all, it's all horrible. But, it's all um, horrible. Um, so it's also affected film premieres, guys. Um, Black Widow, nice. the latest um, film to shift its release date because of the pandemic. Because, um, I mean, Marvel is all about the box office, so this is going to be... Mm. It's going to really hurt that studio bad, considering the budget of these Marvel movies that they can't get from um, the theater, at least yet, until, well, they're postponing it. Um, um, the undated undated horror pick Antebellum, um, the thriller called Run, and J- uh, Samuel Jackson's uh, Spiral, uh, Chris Rock and Sam Jackson's star in a Spiral, have all have all been um, pushed forward uh, as far as the release dates. That's a spinoff from Saw. That's right. That's a spinoff from Saw. Everybody wants to see that one, too. Um, And how how can these people see it? So all the theaters have closed. Cinemark was the latest to close. It joined AMC and Regal in closing the operations due to the pandemic. so a way yeah, around like, this is to do on-demand 
and um, you'll be noticing that might be the case lately, or is the case, as um, early um, releases on On Demand include Warner Brothers' Birds of Prey and Michael B. Jordan's Just Mercy, as well as, as STX's The Gentleman will be a- available for purchase on demand um, just weeks before the typical uh, um, video on demand uh, release. Um, also, um, Universal um, films include Trolls, World Tour, Invisible Man, The Hunt, and Emma will also be available to rent early. Um, if you kn- yeah, so and if also if you notice because these these films were still in the movie theater, so this is a way for people to see it early. I guess missed it in the theater because if you wait until this is all over, then people aren't going to really care about these movies. They're going to be waiting for the new movies to come out. You're absolutely right. And this is also a good way for the studios to still uh, make money off the films that are not making, you know, are not making anything at the the theaters due to the closures. Um, And if you notice Frozen 2 already on Disney Plus, they released it earlier, three months ahead of when they intended to release uh, Frozen 2. Um, so um, the on-demand... I am fil- hearing some scuttlebutt about the internet and usage. I don't know any firm information, but um, internet speeds have been slowing down for people because everyone's online. Yes. So last I heard, companies were trying to increase internet capabilities, but um, they're not sure what it's going to do, because everyone's literally online. <laughs> That's all everybody has right now, right. guys. Yeah, there could be riots if you can't get on the internet. There will be riots, I guarantee you. If the internet blows up, what the F is everybody going to do, man? Oh, my God. Yeah. Imagine that, dude, with the pandemic, and the and just the internet explodes, or literally breaks. Can you, can you riot and maintain a social distance? man this will be the second coming of kim kardashian you know she was the last person to break the internet supposedly (laughs) when she had those nude selfies and she had those that champagne glass on her butt (laughs) supposedly she broke the internet uh this is the second biggest disaster then Uh, so productions have, as we mentioned earlier, Vanessa, you had mentioned productions have been on hold. Um, some of these include some of the biggest films that everybody wants to see. Avatar, the Avatar sequels in New Zealand have been put on hold. The Matrix 4, guys, has also been put on hold. Um, they've been in production since February and they moved to Berlin where I was preparing to shoot this week. And unfortunately, they had to put that on hold as well. Rob Patterson's The Batman, also um, postponed. King Richard, Fantastic Beast 3, all delayed as well, guys. Um, another big one is Uncharted, which stars Tom Holland, Mark Wahlberg, and Tony Banderas. Um, it's a video game adaptation starting to shoot next month in Berlin. It's also um, been suspended indefinitely. Television has been affected. I know, Chachi, you're really upset that Stranger Things Season 4 um, production has been shut down. It's going to affect the release date. It might not be released because of this until 2021. Um, oh, I was counting it. That's horrible. I was counting that anyways. 
2021. I mean, that's probably was going to be the release date. Yeah. But, I mean, it usually takes like a year and a half for each season, but now it's going to be like, when they come back, they're all going to be like 23 years old. You're absolutely right. <laughs> In fact, <laughs> in fact, Netflix has shut down production of all of the U.S. and ca- Canadian shows and films for at least two weeks. Um, so that's, um, optimistic. that's being optimistic, guys. Saturday Night Live uh, will halt production indefinitely. I guess technically that show could go on if they don't want to have a live audience, but that would probably pretty much take away from. You know, yeah, like, that wouldn't work. That, that wouldn't work, huh? Yeah, like, like, like if they have like no audience, then you won't hear any laughs. So, I mean, I guess that wouldn't really change. <laughs> <laughs> well, and it's still 10 or less people, right? So there would have to be less than 10 people in a skit on set working the cameras. Yes, right? that's impossible because right? that's what they're recommending, right? 10 people. So you have all the actors, the crew, the director. You can't do a... Um, a large-scale production with 10 people. I just think it's impossible. Mm-hmm. American Idol, um, they fil- the filming is suspended, um, but I think they might be able to pull that one off for the live shows um, if there's no audience. Um, but everything's just been pre-recorded. Um, mm. All the Amazon... I auditioned I mean, for American Idol. Did I tell you that? Did you really? No. I did. <laughs> this, wait, yeah. um, what, what year did you um, audition? 2007, maybe? Hard for me to say. How was your audition experience? Oh, it was horrible. It was terrible. My friend and I, Becca, we were in New York, and we decided to drive down to, I think, North Carolina. And um, so we drove down. We slept in a car. We ate breakfast at Panera and used their bathroom. I did my hair in a gas station bathroom because we had to drive a little further. But we had to get there the day before to get wristbands. And then the next day we had to arrive at like 4 a.m. just to get into line. And I ended up getting a cold. So I had to stand in line until about 10 a.m., I think. And then they let us in. And then it was this giant arena. And it was just chock full of people. And... I'm not feeling well, I'm tired. And before you even get to audition, they have you for like an hour stand up and cheer while they film and Ryan Seacrest comes in and you have to be (laughs) screaming. Um, (laughs) If you're not standing, they will tweet you out and they will stop filming and say, you, you need to stand. Even people with um, (laughs) pains. Who were not there to audition? They were just like grandparents. They were like, "You have yeah. to stand up, or else we won't film." Um, and then you have to wait. I waited eight hours to actually audition because there were so many people ahead of me. And wow. at that point, my body was just shut down. So you get in a line of like I don't know five people in front of the producer, and there's a bunch of producers in a row in these little cubicle areas. And you each just step forward and you sing, I don't know, 10, 20 seconds of a song. And what I noticed was the people that looked really unusual or unique um, or had unique voices, they went through. Okay. But mostly everyone that 
didn't have something, you know, in particular that really made them stand out physically, um, did not go through. Even people that were incredible, and you could hear other people singing, and they were absolutely amazing, and they still didn't go through. Um, and that was it. What was it. the song that you picked? You know, I don't, <laughs> I don't even remember because I honestly, really? I just tried to, yeah, I just tried to block it out. Um, <laughs> it was a last minute decision because of my voice. So I had originally chosen um, a higher hit song. Um, but by the time I got down there because of my cold, my voice had deepened. Um, so I chose like a last minute song that was lower for my register. And I don't, I don't remember which one it was, but I remember thinking, well, that was awful. And um, it was a good, I mean, it was an experience. I'm glad I did it, you know. You know, what's so funny about your, um, your story is that, like, even though it, it sounds awful, and I'm sure it was at the time, like, <laughs> how much would you give to experience that now, just being around a lot of people, even being packed or waiting in a line, or just all the stuff that you can't do now that, you know, you back then would, you know, aggravate anybody? Um, I would give a lot for life to be like that again, but right. I would not right. give a lot to be around that many people right now. <laughs> I know, but all of us want those crowds back. We all miss crowds, don't we? <laughs> yeah. I sure miss crowds, guys. I mean, gosh, how about like going on dates? I mean, gosh, you can't even meet them for a cup of coffee now. Yeah. Yeah. You've got to quarantine and chill now. You have to quarantine, Netflix, and chill. It's crazy. I miss I miss the opportunity for crowds, but I don't miss crowds. But maybe <laughs> I, I will in a couple weeks. We'll see. So this is a good segue. Yeah. So a lot of people think the show should go on without an audience. Um, Jimmy Fallon um, shared a Guinness at his home with viewers on St. Patrick's Day. Uh, he did a Tonight Show at Home edition with his with his wife actually uh, doing camera duties. <laughs> And uh, his daughter, Winnie, was in the background. Um, Also, Jimmy Kimmel Live addressed the audience from his home office. He says, since I have nothing to do and the fact that since you're watching this makes me assume you have nothing to do, I'm going to shoot a mini monologue every day until we get back from my house where I'm currently incarcerated. (laughs) He says he's incarcerated. You you really can't get people to guest star on a show, but he wants to travel at this time and who's, who's promoting anything at all. That's a very like, good point. I don't, we don't even have a call-in guest for anything we promote, time. guys. That, that's how. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But we do have some great on-location interviews from Vanessa Meadows. Woo! I guess we should mention that Vanessa Meadows interviewed the star of Timmy Failure Mistakes Were Made, which is on Disney Plus right now, which is amazing. And uh, we're going to be playing that at the end of the program, along with Vanessa's brief interview with the writer of the film, Steve Pastis, along with producers Jim Whitaker and Tom McCarthy, interviewed by Lauren Francesca, our good friend Lauren. I handled uh, technical duties that that day behind the camera. So uh, You were so good. (laughs) Thank you. It was and good. this is what sucks because, like, we do a lot of on-location um, interviews on this show. You're right. Going to different, like, conventions, Comic-Cons and everything, and yep. all of those have been uh, canceled. Who, who's falling asleep on the phone? Oh, that's general yawning. Is that general yawning? <laughs> you somebody, can actually... Yawning. 
You could actually hear that? Oh, my. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Sounds like you're so bored with the conversation. Oh, general. <laughs> Too <laughs> funny. Oh, so bored with this. <laughs> so what can I say? You guys, I am not easily excited. What can I say? We're lucky we got a ton of... Just to say, uh, add to what you said, Chachi, we, we're lucky that we have a ton of Sundance content. We have uh, one more week next week of Sundance. And, uh, yeah, I mean, the fact that we were not on location at these conventions, at these Comic-Cons, getting these interviews because they've all been canceled, uh, really, really sucks for uh, um, for content yeah, for the show. Yeah, because in wintertime, there's hardly no conventions, so we... You know, when the spring gets near, that's when we start ramping up and doing exactly. conventions like a few times a month. Yeah. So all that content that we would have had is, is now gone. So, well, uh, let me let me ask you this: Do you think yeah. this would have been better if it had occurred in the winter as opposed to the spring? I mean, I think if it's true that the virus like dies in warmer weather, I'm glad that it happened now instead of happening like. You there know, you go. That's a good like point, Chachi. Eight yes. Eight months of this or whatever. Like I don't know, but. If you notice, right, it, I mean, it sucks. It sucks for our own mental health that yeah. you know the winter is so long, and you're just ready for spring, ready to get outside, ready to be around people and festivals and St. Patrick's Day and all that stuff. Yep. And then all of a sudden, it's like, oh no! It's like it's like the groundhog line, and it's like eight more weeks of winter. You know? Yeah. It's well. I mean, that's the thing. It's like so. It's like so surreal that the weather has actually been like quite gorgeous for like the past week. And you make yeah. a good point about the weather, guys. I think the virus does thrive in warmer temperatures. So when it does get to a temperature that's considered where the virus can't thrive, um, it will go away. If you notice, that's when now that it's a little warmer, the, we, we see that curve, you know, uh, the exponential curve that, you know, that we do not want to see now that it's getting warmer. Well, well no, no, not Especially when it's warmer, it's supposed to do worse in the warm weather. Right, that's why we're seeing yeah. the exponential right now. I wouldn't, I wouldn't be so sure about that because it was going all through, um, you know, you know, it's been in Australia and Singapore and everything like that in the winter, and um, that's their summer. So yeah, it, yeah, well, they're right in Australia. Well, Australia is completely opposite from us. So right now it's their fall. Yeah, it still would be, it still would be comparable just to us because it's just the other side of the um, season. Mm-hmm. Well, you also have allergies, and which I'm definitely suffering from, and a lot of people are finding it hard to differentiate, like cold <laughs> yes. and flu and allergies, and like, yeah, we just got a Great Dane in August, and um, I didn't realize how allergic I would be to him. And I'm downstairs in the living room just because I'm trying to spend time with my dogs, you know, because we don't get to go out and play and go for walks as much. Aww. Um, but if that wasn't the That would be tough, be being allergic to your own dog. Well, yeah, and it causes post-nasal and, like, throat clearing and everything like that. And luckily, I know that it's because of him. But, you know, for people that don't have allergies year-round and they're just starting to get allergies right now some people are like you know is it the coronavirus right or is it yeah. you know yeah stay inside for two weeks because it might be allergies or you know i mean mm-hmm. we're all staying inside now but leading right. to this point i feel like people were really confused well yeah i mean and i know that there have been a few times where i because i have allergies too and mm-hmm. uh i get congested and i get mm-hmm. this 
Like when I get congested, sometimes I get this like weird, like where my skin feels hot, and every time I'm like, oh my god, I've got a fever. I'm about to die. Mm. <laughs> oh yeah, I, I, exactly. General, like even like if my throat's like a little scratchy for a second, I'm like, all right, here it fucking comes. Like yeah. you know what I mean? Like every little thing, and like, every, like people my can head give you a little bit. Cause, I mean, the dust normally there. I'm like shit anyway. It's just a normal life. So now every time I have an ache and pain, I'm like, oh no, this is how it all ends yeah like it's it's a scary feeling yeah but i mean you know we've been around for a long time and i don't know um i know general is probably a spring chicken but um <laughs> this, this to me wrapped me up the, the time period after 9 11 just how everything was so this crazy. is how it feels so, guys this is like, really how like it you feels. didn't know what was going to happen next you didn't, you didn't know like you know you can't really travel you know something shut down every day it's mm-hmm. like it's, it's the same feeling to me as 9 11 so i don't know how mm-hmm. you guys feel about that Oh, yeah. absolutely. And yeah. 9-11, when 9-11 occurred, I remember specifically how freaking weather-wise gorgeous that day was. Exactly, yeah. And, um, yeah, I mean, it's it's a lot of, I mean, you know, we're, we're thrust with a lot of uncertainty. We don't know what's going on. 9-11 was a little different because with that one, the bad guys were people. Right. Right. And, and in this case, it's not. It's, it's a force a, of nature. It's an invisible, <laughs> invisible enemy. Yeah. Yeah. And that, and that, and in some ways, that makes it a lot scarier. And in some ways, mm. maybe not, because uh, you know. Well, I mean, you kind of hope that this is going to unify the world, and um, you know that you know people will be able to look past a lot of like petty transgressions and things like that and they have you know they've even had signs of that in case in the cases where uh, a lot of cities are no longer going to prosecute pointless uh, pointless crimes and but yeah I mean it's like uh, when you're thrust with this kind of uncertainty there's you know it's kind of like a natural a natural reaction to get really fucking terrified and to, yeah, uh, and, to start panicking. And I, mean, yeah, I mean, I definitely hope that what happens is what you're saying, but then I also see people fighting over stuff like toilet paper and trying to yeah. afford it. And then, like, who were those guys who bought up all the um, hand sanitizer? That, that guy in Tennessee, they did that. Yeah. Art. They did that story about, yeah. How many, then, how, many, were, how many bottles of hand sanitizer did he steal? Seventeen thousand. Jesus he Christ! Them. He Still, bought he bought them up. Yeah, yeah. But then, but then he like he was barred from selling it, and then they made him give it all to like charity, which I thought was funny. It's crazy. Guys. But I mean, you, it's like so, you see people are trying to protect themselves, you know. So why are you gonna be an asshole and go mm-hmm. up and like buy all the hand sanitizer and then try to sell for like a profit? I mean, I mm-hmm. saw people on eBay selling. I mean, actually, not just you know, you know, offering. Trying to, trying to sell, but actually sold. They were selling five plies of toilet paper, like five, five. Not, I mean, five little squares of the toilet paper. Five like squares of toilet paper, unfucking right. believable. And they were selling it for like I think it was like three, like three fifty or something shipped. Disgusting. And he sold like one hundred and twenty of them. Oh, people are so that desperate for toilet paper. So, so it's like, and I try, I try to do the math. So the amount that he sold would have been like. Still, probably one pack of toilet paper, and, and he was profiting like four hundred and fifty dollars on these, um, selling it by the, um, you know, five by the square, square increments. So, uh, I, mean, uh, I mean, you gotta really like. I mean, okay, I, I know, I understand that you know, 
capitalism and everything like that, but you got to, like, you know, think about karma and be a good person and not try to, like, to screw over people. Right. Um, I mean, and I don't know who actually was buying these toilet papers that they, I don't know what they're going to do with five squares, but, um... <laughs> That's not enough to I mean, wipe your ass after one dump. Yeah, it's like, it's like <laughs> I mean, I think it's only one ply, too. I don't think it was, I don't think it was a nice two-ply. It wasn't stuff, even double ply. Yeah, that could at least spend like 10 squares if you could hit a party. So what about the fact that St. Patty's Day was literally canceled, guys? I mean, that was one of the... It's insane. It was one of the best... I didn't even know. I did not know until 7.30 at night that it was St. Patrick's Day on St. Patrick's Day. Yeah. And right. the nightly news, I don't... The, the version I watched, I don't even think they mentioned it. And it was like um, some late night news report or something. It was like um, coming up at 11... St. Patrick's Day parades still continued um, against warnings and blah, blah, blah. And I was like, wait a second, was that today? And then I realized what day it was. And I love holidays, so that's a big deal. Yeah, yeah. And like, Don't we all? Al shared with me some, some pictures of us from the previous year on St. Patrick's Day. I'm partying it up in, um, in Canon here in Baltimore. It's one of the fun and places, one like, things to do, yeah. It just seems like so long ago. I mean, you know, and you know, in the St. Patrick's Day, you're dealing with like, you know, long lines and cramped bars and stuff like that. And like, I gotta say, I, I miss it. You know, I, I, you know, especially miss all the girls in green. Like, it's, <laughs> yeah, seeing all the girls in green is nice. Well, just yeah, think of it. Tough. Think of this. It's only been what four days of this uh, <laughs> <laughs> so far. Think about what it's going to be like, like two weeks from now. Like, like how you're going to be feeling and how. I know. Um, we're already like wistful for these like long ago happy carefree times. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, and you know, like it wouldn't be so bad if we knew. Like they said, okay, this is going to be two weeks, and it's definitely going to be over, and life will be back to 100% to normal in two weeks. And I'd be like, okay, I can do that, you know. But mm-hmm. just being the unknown, how long it's going to be? It could be months. Like we don't know. Yeah. Well, that was. Like, I read so this. Hard. I read this uh, somewhat terrifying article, but. It, Kind of makes sense that, um, you know, we could be, what this could be the start of, especially until um, until they actually develop a vaccine for COVID-19. And, of course, now they need a vaccine for two strains because it had just uh, mutated, mutated, right? Ugh. Yeah. What Some real X-Men shit we're talking about, right? Yeah, exactly. A lot of evil mutants there. And... Um, what would probably happen is once all these uh, quarantines and everything are lifted, uh, they'd have to set a threshold for how many people are, are um, go back to emergency rooms, and then they'd have to start it all over again. So we could be seeing yeah. a cycle where, like, you have a month, a month of freedom, then three weeks of quarantine, a month of freedom, three weeks of quarantine. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And I, I actually so, think that when they do re- release the stuff and, like, ease up on the restrictions, I think it's going to go kind of the same way as how we went into it. It's going to be in, like, steady increments where it'd be like, all right, you, get, you can't have gatherings any more than 50 people or, or 100 people and go that way, then, and then be 200 people. Right. You know, like, they'll inch back into it, you know. And like, oh, yeah, because they're saying 10 I mean, people now, and it was 50, and before that was 100. And then before that was 250, remember? That was what it was... Um, I think last before, week, right? Uh, before the last weekend. Yeah. Yeah, weekend right, before, right before they canceled the NCAA tournament, I remember they were saying 250 people in Seattle. 
So, that was that was the first time I saw any news about that. Wow. Jeez, like, how are they going to do that? And so uh, Bono, so, Bono guys was uh, obviously quarantined at home. He actually posted um, a piano ballad for uh, a little bit for the Irish people for St. Patrick's Day, but also for the people of Italy. As you know, Italy is the nation that's hurting right now uh, the most. Um, I think even surpassed China uh, as the most affected. But uh, you can check that out on YouTube's official Instagram page. I know you're a fan of yeah. uh, John Legend and Chrissy Teigen, Chachi. Well, they actually... Yeah. <laughs> I know you're not on <laughs> sarcasm. Uh, they're on Instagram Live. They did an Instagram Live concert um, um, led by uh, Chris Martin from Coldplay. Um, so they actually did a, a collaboration on, on their Instagram. So people are actually doing things on social media from their own homes, you know? Yeah. Which yeah. is... Uh, <laughs> I mean, you're talking about Italy. Italy had... 475 um, coronavirus deaths, um, I guess it was yesterday, or today, was the most um, they've had. Oh, my God. So um, definitely the worst in Italy. Yeah. This is interesting that they reported uh, that Jay, uh, Jared Leto, um, everybody's favorite joker, <laughs> learned about <laughs> he learned about the pandemic on Tuesday as he was on retreat. 12 days in the desert so he had no idea no phone no communication he had no um, idea what was happening outside the facility and he said he walked out yesterday into a very different world and one that's been changed forever mind-blowing to say the least is what he said um, just to come out and then the people that are on Big Brother currently in uh, Germany um, they they let them know the first group of contestants that have been um, sequestered since February 6th from the outside world. They had to let them all know. Um, mm. At first, they weren't sure because they, they really don't want them to be influenced by outside events. But they eventually did um, uh, let them know. And uh, mm. other big events. Yeah, I'd probably just go back inside the house. I'd be like, all right, uh, I'm done. <laughs> I, I mean, but you know, when I did that, um, they didn't show you Eliminate. Um, yeah, Chachi was on Eliminate, guys. Oh, that's right. Yeah. yeah, Big Brother actually contacted me and they wanted me to, like, I guess audition for Big Brother. And at, at the time, I wasn't really a fan of the show. And I'm like, you know what? I really don't want to spend the whole summer stuck in a house anyways. Yeah, but you saw all the hot you girls know. and you regretted it, right? <laughs> but, you know, but now I might be anyways stuck in a house. But this is kind of like my worst, like, I mean, everything I like to do like in my life that I enjoy is outside of a house. You know, like, you know, just like traveling like i had a, a cruise um i was supposed to go to next really? uh, april um 10th yeah of course that's canceling now you um, had a cruise on april 5th where did it where was it supposed to go april 10th out of fort lauderdale like down in like um like turks and caicos Aruba, oh wow like, that got know, canceled down there damn you know which i which i you know probably didn't go anywhere during the winter time and you know been looking forward to having a nice getaway right um, in the spring and, you know, and then it's gone. And I, I know people have, like, a lot more stuff going on. But still, it's, like, all the little stuff in life that, yep. you know, you're like, all I was, right, well, this makes life worse. You know, I was lucky it. enough to be in New York the last weekend that it was, I guess, considered safe to be in New York. The last weekend of February. Worked on a new Netflix oh, yeah. show, uh, Inventing Anna, as well as went to a Broadway show. And I was able to do that uh, the following week is when, you know, um, 
New York was considered uh, a hotspot, which has some of the highest cases in the U.S. is in New York City. Yeah, which you could, which you definitely can understand how crowded that area is. Crowded, a, a lot of international travelers and things like that. Um, in fact, the yeah. Met Gala, which is one of the one of the events I've always wanted to go to, uh, it takes place the day uh, after the White House Correspondents' Church is on May fourth. Uh, that um, that event has been canceled. Um, and the theme. Yeah. yeah, and I'm sure the White House Correspondents Center will be canceled. Yeah, too. yeah, no, that was one of <laughs> one of our favorites weekends. One of our favorite weekends in D.C. was the White House Correspondents Weekend. Yeah. And you were you were actually I was actually going to go this year too. You were actually I was actually going I actually promised General that we would try to get yeah. to one of the events. Yes. And look what happens. So I was supposed to go to Cannes again. The Cannes Film Festival, right? Yeah. Um, so they actually, according to what I read, they're still not going to cancel it. They're going to wait until mid-April. Really? Um, yes. But according to what I read, it, insur- their insurance company or something, this is a, a couple of weeks ago I read this, so I don't have crisp details, but um, anyway, can turns down having insurance. And oh. Yeah. Even though the insurance company was like, Please, like, you should probably do this. Uh, they were like, no. So if they cancel, I, I like, I have friends that are going that have already purchased their credentials and badges and everything. They're probably not going to get their money back. And I'm already out twenty five hundred because of a deposit that I made. Right. Oh man. But um, a few weeks ago, I decided not to go because um, of some of the things that were being said about international travel of course. and everything, right. you know, and, um, and I, a part, part of me was concerned that if I spent more money on going and it got canceled, I might not get that money back. So I was like, you know what, it's best to just be out the 2,500 and feel like I'm saving money. Yeah. A lot of, a lot of events don't yeah. like to cancel till the last money. minute. Because yeah. they want to see if things will change. Like I noticed, like Monster Mania last week, Chachi, we were supposed to go to Cherry Hill, New Jersey for that Monster Mania. They didn't decide to cancel till like, what, the day before, I believe? Yeah. Or two day, at least two days before the event. Yeah. So that might be the same case as Cannes, where yeah. they, they don't want to make a decision, you know, right now. Um, let's see, other things. Well, I mean, if, if they do, they're out. Sorry? No, go ahead. I definitely feel bad for these um businesses and people who run these cons and stuff and i know like i mean definitely safety first and it always should be safety first for the um the people that they have coming there but i mean you know they're going to be out like a ton of money just like yeah you know and all all the times that they spent booking these uh the, the talent and like and i'm pretty sure they um booked the tickets for for the talent ahead of time to, to fly out to these cons and, mm. and who knows if they, if they get that money back or not they probably don't I mean, it's a, it's, a, it's a lot to consider. And, like, you're going to see, yeah. after all this is said and done, you're going to see a lot of these businesses um, that, you know, don't make it out of this, you know. Because, I mean, you got to figure People are getting laid these. off. Uh, I, yeah, I have friends who have already lost like, jobs. Like, stores from, the, like, the malls and stuff. Like, a lot of them were already, like, hurting in a, in a you know, really good economy. They were still hurting. So, mm-hmm. I mean, this is going to, like, knock out a lot of them, unfortunately. I mean, I, I saw an article today, like, even the AMC Movie Theater, you know, haven't been doing well recently. 
you know, had been struggling. So, you know, this is going to even hurt it even worse. And like, one analyst said, like, it might not even come back after this. Jesus Christ. I'd be surprised if it doesn't. I, I just saw an article pop up on my phone saying that the movie theaters are looking for uh, some kind of um, bailout um, right. from the government. But, I mean, you're going you're gonna to see a lot of um, bailouts, I assume, because this is, you know, unprecedented. Mm-hmm. It's not just like a regular recession or whatever mm-hmm. where people are struggling. I mean, this is something that is completely out of everybody's control. That's right. Well, man. I got an email earlier today that my hair salon in Vegas is closed, like effective immediately. Uh, both of their locations, I think it's just two, they're shut down as a business. Mm. Oh, wow. So they've already felt enough effects where they're they're gone. Wow. Um, yeah, I don't know if maybe there was some underlying stuff where they thought, you know, if we close now, maybe we could reopen at some point Mm -hmm. that way our our employees can get unemployment or something i don't know but those people are out of a job right now because the the entire hair salon both locations have just ceased to exist wow that's and it broke my heart you know absolutely that's that's heartbreaking a lot of small businesses will be affected um, all other events canceled include the iheart radio music awards no surprise a lot of award shows are getting postponed luckily it a lot of the award shows, big award shows, happened before everything went down with Corona. Right. Um, there's a Netflix festival, comedy festival, on April 27th, which uh, apparently they decided to postpone as well. Um, Disney World um, and Disneyland have both closed its magical doors, um, which, wow, I can imagine just the lost, lost revenue for Disneyland and Disney World being closed, and all, probably all these theme parks being closed during Someone this time. Said that they were still paying employees. Is that true? That I do not know. Uh, um, our buddy Arnie Hall might be able to answer that question, who works for Disney. <laughs> yeah, true. Um, but, um, yeah, it's it's really crazy. Uh, tours are getting canceled. Yeah, I, had a co-worker, I had a co-worker who was in Disney World last, um, I talked to her, I think it was last Thursday or Friday. No, mm-hmm. when, yeah, it was like last Thursday or Friday. It actually went on Saturday, too, and it said, like, the um, parks were slammed at that point. The parks were slammed because everybody wanted to go bef- before they inevitably shut them down? I mean, I think cause it's just because like that's a real busy time during spring break anyways. Right. But um, I'm, I'm sure it's actually extra increased because of um, them knowing it was going to shut down. Man, that's um, just... I mean, just the theme park itself has so many areas where a virus could could thrive you know it's just not safe at all guys not safe at all yeah and all these businesses like nobody wants to be the business who like who is then known for helping to spread this you know what i mean so like if there was an outbreak and it pointed back to disney world or whatever that'd be a a big um you know pr um nightmare yeah yeah like any business i mean you know just last week when this stuff was still kind of shutting down and i went to um chili's and you know and like they were Washing down menus, you know, actively after everybody used every menu. Like yep. the condiments were off the table. You had to re- especially request condiments because they didn't want people touching stuff and having to wipe it down after each time. So uh, people were, I mean, stuff now is probably cleaner than it ever has been in this country. You know, even like the gyms and whatever. But like, I mean. The gyms, that's another big thing, guys. You guys hopefully yeah, have a, a, a home workout set up. You guys have. Uh, yeah. I mean, I, there's an online workout that I subscribe to, thank God, so I can get some workout right. in. Of course, it's still okay to run and walk outside. 
Um, but the fact that gyms are and, and yoga studios and all those things have been closed is definitely not good for f- mental health and physical health, guys. Those, this is really... Yeah, well, it's probably going to be one of the fattest summers ever, like after this is all said and done. The p- you know, the right pen- now, people are normally like hitting the gym hard, trying to get their summer bodies. But, you know, summer's probably canceled, so like... So just eat eat whatever the fuck you want, right? Yeah. 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 We're all going to have our quarantine bodies. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, the, I went to the gym. The last time I went to the gym was on Thursday. Yeah. And that was, they shut down all the gyms, what, I guess Monday afternoon. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. And one of the things I made sure to do, because our gym has a regular gym, and then they have this, like, kind of satellite gym that's open 24 hours. Okay. And I went and I went to the satellite gym. It was at like uh, 11 p.m. or so. And usually I was like, okay, well that's probably okay to do because it's an off hour and I'll just wash my hands and everything, and that should be okay. And I go in there, and there's four other people in there, and they're all furiously uh, scrubbing down all of the equipment. <laughs> and um, so that that's, that's the state of how things are going to be, guys. Um, yeah, you know, I always, I thought it was weird at my gym. Like, they always, like, when you go inside there and you have the app on your phone for the gym and you have to scan the um, the code on your on your app, and I always thought it was weird. They always, like, would take your phone from your hand and scan it in yourself, you know, which I'm like, I'm a, you probably don't want to touch a lot of these phones. You don't, you know, phones you don't have some of the most bacteria uh, of, every, right. of anything in the, uh, out there. Right. right. So then actually, like, the, the week before they closed, they finally had the scanner up front, people scanning themselves. I'm like, you know, I'm surprised they weren't doing that all along. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, man. Um, the gym that I work at, actually, it's a small gym. We're not a chain. And um, we just do group fitness. And the week before, um, our boss was kind of like, you know, asking us what should we do. And, you mean you um, could decide your own rules for this gym? Well, this was before the actual guidelines. Oh, okay, but before before Hogan, right? Exactly. Yeah, yeah. But um, so we decided just to do videos for our people, and so we've we've been doing that all week. Our gym has been providing videos via Zoom for um, our clients. Um, which has been really great, actually. It's been a little hit or miss with the internet connection, but it's just been really nice to be able to still see the same faces every day because it's all group fitness. So the people that are, yeah, the people that are in your class, usually you get to see them. Um, And I'm planning to put some some stuff out there on Instagram um, for people that aren't members of the gym just because, you know, people are at home, like you guys were saying, and um, you know, you guys want to get outside, and our bodies are machines. Like, they work better when we move. But if we're at home and we've already spring cleaned and put away Christmas and stuff, you know, what are you going to do? Right. So, um, yeah. You don't want to get complacent, just, yeah. Yeah, and you just kind of want to help people anyway. you it's can. sedentary. It's not like you can go out and volunteer very much, so you kind of just got to do what you yeah. can, you know? Wow. Yeah, and, and something like this, I mean, this exacerbates so many people um, already feel this kind of sense of social isolation. It's so easy to fall into that pattern where, um, you know, you don't talk to people. You don't, I mean, especially with the Internet and everything. And, 
you know, unlimited entertainment opportunities where a lot of people were staying in anyway. Mm-hmm. And that kind of, uh, that has an effect on your psyche. Yeah. yeah. You know, after it already a has. Imagine not yeah, wanting I'm to hug. Guys. I'm home full time, and it sounds like, okay, that'd be great working from home. But then you really do miss the interaction day to day of um, being around different people. What about people, myself, older parents, of course, senior parents, that we're not going to, I can't hug them. I can't, you know, you know. Right. I, f- I feel that if, 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 God forbid, I'm a carrier, I can't even hug my own mom, you know, at this at this time right now, you know. Um, it's just the things that we have, this, this distance thing. We just have to, you know, because um, obviously people over the age of 70, 75 have a higher um, risk of, of mortality um, due to this coronavirus than younger people. So, mm. you know, and I really wonder if that's one of the reasons why, like, it's been so bad in Italy, because, like, just from their, their culture, they're really, you know, more affectionate, you know, like hugging, kissing each other on the cheeks and stuff like that. I right. That really made it, it really just like explode that, so much. Everywhere. I actually read and that in, actually. In Italian culture, in Italian culture also. The families uh, live together. More of it. Yeah, exactly. The yep. multi-generational families all live in the same house. Exactly. Uh, okay. It's just like, And you have smoking. Yeah. Yeah, so the lung is already worse. They say yeah. that smokers are more susceptible yeah. because it affects the lungs. Is that right? Is that have right. you read yeah. that? Wow. And most of the people that have passed already had pre-existing conditions, according to what I read. Um, wow. So wow. yeah. Unreal, guys. Uh, music has been affected, guys. As tours have been canceled, Billie Eilish had to cut her tour short. Um, oh. Elton John was going to do a goodbye tour. And he had to postpone that. It, that was going to kick off at the end of March. Um, but obviously... Oh, well, I thought he did his goodbye tour. Uh, I guess he wants to milk another one, guys. <laughs> so I oh. guess. Yeah, I definitely go see him if I can. But yeah. yeah. I mean, summer, summer's the best time for concerts. Dude, Coachella. We announced last week Coachella was canceled. Um, um, they haven't made it official, but I'm sure Firefly will be... Uh, or maybe they already have. Uh, Firefly is the big Coachella of the East Coast. And uh, right. that got canceled. They had a great lineup this year. That was probably one of the best lineups I've seen in a long time. In fact, I need to check out the Firefly website to see if there's an update yeah, on Billie that. Billie Eilish. Um, it, it currently, Firefly. Um, have you, do you have an update? If it's ever canceled. It, have a notice. If it's ever canceled, um, the entire uh, price of the ticket will be refunded. It doesn't okay. say anything about It's in June. Yet. It's, it's mid-June, so, you know, there's there's time. Yeah. Um, the Foo Fighters are another band that postponed and rescheduled several several dates as well. Um, so that's uh, another thing. Um, yeah. I had tickets to go see Guided by Voices a week from now. I'm guessing that's been canceled. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so the box office is uh, one of the lowest in, uh, in years, since 1995, guys. The, the weekend box office is one of the lowest and expect it to be more so. Actually, it can't exist next week because it's already closed. Yeah. So this yeah. is the last box office report um, that I have. But um, um, Disney's and Pixar's Onward only picked up $10.5 million over the weekend at the number one movie. Um, Bloodshot debuted in 50 markets, um, the number two movie. That was uh, enjoyable. Which... 
which was actually I really Bloodshot. enjoyed. I don't know if everyone got a chance to see it. I'm glad I got a chance to see Bloodshot before um, you know the theaters closed because I really, really did right. like that. Yeah. Um, I still believed. Um, I'm sorry. I still believe it was the second um, second place film with 9.5 million. Bloodshot was the third placed film. Invisible Man, which I also got to see this week. I saw on Thursday. Thank God, because again, all the theaters are now closed. Um, 5.5 million, and then um, rounding up the top five is The Hunt. Um, it's the top five movies again. The lowest. That was too. Yeah, there you go. Uh, but again, I it's the, the Hunt. I saw The Hunt on Sunday, which ended up being the last day. The last day the gone. movie theaters were open, right? For AMC, right. And like they already were doing the social distancing where there only were booking a maximum of 50% um, oh of the theater. And yeah, you book, it, you book the stuff online, and we get there, and then some stranger like books the seat right next to ours, like exactly next to ours, and like you know, there still was like a bunch of the theater open. It just seems so weird that they enacted this thing to try to get people to separate, yeah. especially with strangers or whatever. Absolutely. And this guy just books the seat by himself. Directly next to us. Yep, especially if it's the theater's empty. Why? <laughs> why do you want to sit right. next to another person? Yeah, it's you so know? weird. Yeah. Yeah. I actually um. That was enjoyable. <laughs> I posted movie. something funny, guys, on uh, social media, asking if you could be um, quarantined with a celebrity of your choice, who would you choose? And I wanted to feel that out to you guys. Um, <laughs> Um, starting with maybe the general. Um, if you could choose a celebrity to be quarantined with, who would you choose? Well, in what kind of context are you talking about? <laughs> well, it could be whatever you want. Because yeah, a lot of people were ever. picking um, people that they were, had sexual attraction to. Some people picked chefs, like celebrity chefs, because they whipped them up a good meal. Some people uh, picked um, Koki. Our beloved Koki said, asked if porn stars count um, on his... Uh, <laughs> Comment. Do they count? <laughs> sure, they're. I guess they're considered celebrities. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, a lot of people uh, like Jason Momoa or The Rock. I, I'm seeing a a lot of Avengers on this list. Um, one of the stranger ones. <laughs> uh, a lot of strange ones actually. Uh, a celebrity dog. Someone wanted to be quarantined with a celebrity dog. Um, which uh, it was. I've never even heard of a celebrity dog. It's pretty great. <laughs> General, who would you like to who would you like to be quarantined with? Okay, so in one context, if we're just talking about attraction and maybe something wonderful working out, then it would be Melissa Benoist. Oh, for <laughs> Supergirl. Okay. Yeah. But in terms of practicality, I would <laughs> 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 I, I gotta. I, I think the whole celebrity chef idea is actually a really good idea. Yeah. And if you could, if you could combine the two, I'm guessing Giada. What's her last name? Yes. Yes. The, yeah. yeah. She's gorgeous. Yeah. That's amazing. That's a good. Those are two good picks. Okay. Well, maybe we could make it like a two for for one for the and the the sexual attraction. And of course, this for, for our married people, it's okay. All all bets are off. You know, this is just uh, this is just fiction. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I don't have any. You know that. Vanessa Meadows, come on. It could be anybody. Just one person. If you had to choose yeah. one person to be quarantined with. Oh yeah. Um, I 
hard, but I would say you said celebrity. Can I choose a group like the Backstreet Boys? Because I think that would be fun. Okay, that's like a good one. Sing and dance and have fun. It would be a very fun get together. Orgy. You like your brother? Yeah. We all know Vanessa's a huge Backstreet Boys fan. fan and so, in, in fact, on your birthday, we played Backstreet Boys uh, in studio, didn't we? Yes. Thank you. <laughs> it was great. But yeah, well, I your times are going to be tough. You got to take mm-hmm. into account that you might have to like restart the whole um, human race. <laughs> oh, I was thinking you were going to say start eating each other. <laughs> no, no. Well, oh my yeah, God. That's where I thought you were. That's where I thought you were going with that. So. Yeah. <laughs> that could definitely be part of it, but. Also, there's like six Backstreet Boys, right? There's five. Oh, five. Yeah. Okay. Definitely, yeah. Okay. Like, so you don't know General. Yeah. Don't, listen to, don't listen to General. He knows damn well. <laughs> do, you have a fa- <laughs> do you have a favorite Backstreet Boys? Do you have a favorite Backstreet Boys? Do you have a favorite Backstreet Boy, Vanessa? What? Do you have a favorite Backstreet Boy? Um, It's hard to say. Uh, I would say until I met them, uh, AJ was probably my favorite. But after meeting them multiple times, Kevin's hugs are the best. Kevin's hugs? Oh, he's such a warm, calm, rejuvenating spirit. And I say that without any weirdness. It's just when you hug him, and other other friends of mine that have hugged him as well get the same vibe. It's just like he really cares about who he's hugging. Okay. It is the most insane thing. Okay. Um, So I would say he's... Yeah, she's 100% correct, too, with that statement. (laughs) <laughs> Chachi, do you have um, a celebrity that you would pick if you had to be quarantined with somebody? Yeah, yeah I'm going to pick two, like one for early on quarantine, one for later down the road if this lasts too long. I mean, definitely like Margot Robbie. Oh, you picked mine! Yeah. <laughs> well, I get her first. You can, you can have, um, you know, second. <laughs> and then if this goes on for a long time, then maybe like, Someone like Bill Nye, the science guy, because I figured he might know okay. what's going on and have some kind of like knowledge that I could use. There or you Bear go. Grillis? Grillis? Bear Grillis? What's the guy that drinks his tea? <laughs> I don't know. The dude that's like... <laughs> yeah, the, the ex-British like, Special Forces guy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's a great idea. Yep. As long as he doesn't kill you first. Because I feel like he would. He would yeah. bite people's heads off, I feel. I mean, or I'm if, it goes, if it goes way into the future, then you might want someone who's got a lot of girth on them, like Gadbury Sigbay. So, <laughs> just in case. That sounds like the most gayest thing that Julia ever said. In the show. One, one of my friends picked Betty White. He wants a guy with a lot of girth on him. <laughs> one of my friends picked Betty movie. White because Betty White can survive anything. And another, um, and, I, I hope so. I hope that's right. And another friend picked Mick Jagger because the guy could live forever and he has so many stories to tell. So that would kind of mm. abide the time. Yeah. That'd be nice. So I was picking a Margot Robbie at first. Uh, <laughs> but obviously, if, if, <laughs> if theoretically you took Margot and I had to pick somebody else, my second favorite, um, I, it, 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 it really um, it, it <laughs> changes from week to week. But... I, I'm still really big into uh, Lily Collins. Um, she was one of my favorites to interview at Tribeca, and I just love her dearly. Um, so I would say Lily Collins. She just seems like a complete sweetheart to, to be in Apocalypse with. Um, but if you're thinking for the practicality reasons, like the Bill Nye reasons and all that stuff, um, yeah. I think you mentioned a celebrity chef, um, General. I, 
I had one in mind, Christina Tosi from MasterChef. She is um, like the number one pastry chef in the world, um, which could obviously be, and she's easy on the eyes, so you kind of get both. <laughs> so I don't know. Um, and uh, yeah, I, I, those those are the first two that come to mind, I guess. Uh, if if Margot is not available, so <laughs> good shot yeah, to call Margot first. So. Yeah, you can have her down the line. Fine. Down the line is I'm okay. Not <laughs> I'm not greeting. <laughs> so uh, one of the big events, uh, as, as you know, a lot of sports um, are being postponed. I am happy to report that WrestleMania, WWE's WrestleMania, will go on in a, an arena, uh, in a performance center, um, with no audience. I don't know how you guys feel about that. Um, I don't know if any of you guys are they really... don't touch each other. They already have to touch each other quite often. No, they already don't. I've been to those things. They they barely touch each other. It's all fake. You know that. Well, they well when you're doing some of the wrestling moves, you are in close yeah. contact. Um, but yeah, I mean, obviously the audience is a risk factor. They probably, I guarantee you, they talk about how testing so hard. All these WWE superstars are able to be tested. Yeah. Um. So I think they're gonna test all the. The superstars, and they're going to wrestle in not the original um, stadium that they were originally going to be in the Tampa Buccaneer Stadium in Tampa, Florida. Um, that's no longer, the, no longer the case. They're going to go to Orlando at WWE's Performance Center, which is the training center for uh, a lot of the WWE superstars. And they're actually going to be performing in their set. They have like a little mini arena, which we saw Raw and SmackDown take place. Um, very bizarre to watch Raw and SmackDown with no audience. Chachi, did you get a chance to see a little bit of uh, what the WWE did with Raw and SmackDown this week? Yeah, I watched some of those um, videos online of um, SmackDown, and it's yeah, it's very, it's very strange. Like, I mean, you definitely are going to miss seeing that crowd reaction. Yes. I mean, the crowd reaction, especially in an event like WrestleMania, you know, could really make or break a match. You know, like if the crowd's mm-hmm. dead, you know, the match is not so great. But then mm-hmm. you know, the matches where the crowd are so into it and the crowd chanting like "Holy shit" and mm-hmm. right. all that kind of stuff that right. you know you're really going to um, miss out. You know, and and WrestleMania weekend, I mean, that's like the biggest weekend for these wrestlers. You know, to get their bonuses and everything. Exactly, like that. So it's I don't a big know money weekend. How's going to affect that? Like, I mean, they get hit from like everybody. And yeah. In the town of um, Tampa, all that. Uh, it's gonna be a Tampa, right? All that yep. and dollars um, that they were counting on, because that's a that's a big event for their community, you know. And, and and these different communities, they try to fight to host WrestleMania. Exactly. So all those people who like, you know, sell stuff and like all the local businesses that you know could have had a big boost from this, are just now gone. So it's gonna. I mean, it's hurting the little guy like a ton. Yeah. You know, but you're talking about Disney. I just read that Disney World is supposed to be losing um, twenty to thirty million per day for their parks for the shutdown and mm-hmm. you know you, you got to figure all the people who like work there are going to be hurting so yeah. it's, it's hurting everybody, everybody absolutely and they will still make money from the WWE network from from their buys on the right. network but a lot of the revenues from the fans and attendance and all the social events meet and greets and all the uh, WWE access and all these things that happened that weekend WrestleMania will now be you just sent this to me Chachi that it will be a two night event on Saturday, April 4th, and Sunday, April 5th, they changed it 
obviously due to the coronavirus epidemic or pandemic. That uh, And uh, Rob Gronkowski, uh, and I got a little bit of uh, Patriots uh, tidbits at the end, but uh, we'll be hosting the show of shows. It's going to be a two-night event. I guess they're going to split the matches between uh, both. So you're not kind of inundated because you're going to watch an empty stadium. So I guess this is kind of smart to make maybe like a two, three-hour show instead of like a four- or five-hour show in a – in an empty arena, make like a two, three yeah, hour show yeah. for two days. Yeah. Probably the best call WWE can make. And the reason they didn't postpone guys is because WWE is all about storylines. Um, they start feuds up. Mm-hmm. They bring in the big names who already have those days cleared, you know, because John Cena is a, is a Hollywood sensation. Now he's going to be there. Um, and I other people, is he wrestling? John Cena's wrestling. Yeah. John Cena's wrestling the fiend Bray Wyatt. Um, in one of the, you know, a big main event quality match, they can't extend WrestleMania for months down the road. It has to happen um, on the date it's scheduled. Right. So that's one of the big matches is um, John Cena versus uh, The Fiend Bray Wyatt. Brock Lesnar will defend against Drew McIntyre um, for the WWE World title. Bill Goldberg, who won, surprisingly won the title at Super Showdown in Saudi Arabia, will defend against Roman Reigns. Um, Shane, what that? Um, what's that? The Universal Championship. Oh, so it'll I be, have no idea. Wow. Yeah, it will be the spear versus the spear. So that will be insane. Edge is coming out of retirement, guys. If you haven't heard, he was me- medically cleared after um, neck surgery, which he had to do an early retirement, but I guess he unretired, I guess, um, now that he's health, his neck is healthy great. enough. He'll be wrestling Randy Orton in a last man standing match. Undertaker. Well, yeah, he's definitely one of the most charismatic um, wrestlers. So I mean, his career was cut way too um, early. Yes. Um, absolutely. So Edge is one of the best. Back is, I think great. Undertaker's going to get another match, guys. He's going to um, at WrestleMania. He'll be wrestling wow. AJ Styles, which I think you got to put Undertaker uh, against a guy like AJ Styles who can really take Undertaker to his limit. Undertaker's yeah. not as as fast or as 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 agile as he used to be. So, mm. f- I can't believe he's, he's still around. He is still around. It is like I think he's wow. in his late fifties now. So he's yeah, he's, I mean he's he's pretty bad now. It, it it is sad because like you know even like probably like five years ago he was still great, especially you know for his age. Mm-hmm. But you know the past times you could really see that I guess his, his age and his injuries over the years had really taken his toll, and he's just like I mean his best days are far behind him, but I'm I'm happy he still wrestles. I feel like he's going to come out and, like, his whole intro and stuff and, like... Well, his intro is going to be weird in an empty arena. All these intros will be really weird. Yeah, well, I hope his intro has a lot of, um, a lot of smoke. A lot of smoke. (laughs) (laughs) To hide all the empty seats, yeah. Right. Yeah. Charlotte Flair is going to be challenging Rhea Ripley for the NXT Women's Championship. And Shayna Baszler is going to challenge Becky Lynch for the Raw Women's title. And then a a feud that's been building up for a long time, Kevin Owens versus Seth Rollins. And more matches. Women's women's have an NXT um, Women's Champion now? That's right. There's an NXT Women's Champion. And Charlotte Flair actually decided after winning the Royal Rumble, Chachi, that that she is going to challenge the NXT Champion instead of the Raw or SmackDown Women's Champion. So... 
three women's champions. Wow. Yeah, there's three women's champions now in the WWE. So, hey, it's it's the year of the woman, you know, in in all industries, you know, in entertainment, you know. Um, I think it, uh, the the common one. This year sucks, so they can they can take it. Right. Oh, this year so far sucked. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Twenty twenty. The year of the women. The men. The men graciously give this year ever to the women. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> The Hall of Fame will be moved, guys. Look at General not laughing. Like he's too good to laugh at that joke. <laughs> General's, General's like, oh, I, I respect women. <laughs> <laughs> you actually <laughs> took me off mute for that one. Because <laughs> 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 I've been chewing gum, and I was like, oh, they, they can probably hear me chewing. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were trying to act all like, um, sensitive to your female co-host. Oh, of course. Well, there's that too. But okay, okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think I, these, I, I think feel these like I missed something. Was there uh, something insulting said? I totally, it went totally over my head. But shame on you if you did. No, Al said this was the year of the women, of women in like sports and wrestling and stuff like that. I'm like, well, the men. So you can you can definitely have this year because this year sucks. Oh. So we hand over this year. Uh-huh. But but no, no. But I think WWE, like their women's division, I think is the most, you know, interesting thing to watch nowadays. I mean, it's, it's amazing. When you look at where the women um, wrestlers have come from, where they were kind of like you know, bra and panties matches, which I still enjoyed. Mm-hmm. But like the whole athletic aspect is like I think surpassing That's the, the men. F- that is the aspect. forefront of women's wrestling now. Before it was all about sexuality, and now it's right. now it's about amazing athletes that, that, that are still beautiful at the same time, you know? Um, That's good yeah. to hear. Yep, absolutely. It's definitely changed since maybe when you last watched uh, Vanessa, because I knew you used to be a fan. Um, I wasn't a fan fan, but I went to matches. Right. And I remember being really disappointed in, like, middle school because I went and I had, like, the seats that were right up against the stage. And I, I remember watching the men and being like, they're not, their fists aren't even near the other person's face. Like, <laughs> literally a foot away. You see that live, too. You'll and see then, more noticeable, yeah. Yeah, and then um, when the women came out at the end, like, I left early because it was the same thing and it was exactly what you guys were saying, and I was just super turned off. And then... Um, you know, I kind of got back into it when I dated a guy about 10 years later, and it didn't seem to have changed much, so I just stopped watching. Okay. But I'm glad to see things are turning around, and it's doing well. And oh, it's turning around. That's, that's yeah. awesome. Okay. I was, so I was saying that the, um, women's, uh, the women have wrestled in Saudi Arabia for the first time uh, recently, uh, and I think they had their first match. Of course, they had to adhere to the laws over there, so the women had to be covered from head to toe um, wow. with with um, tights, with spandex covering their arms and their legs, but also on top of that, due to the curves from spandex, had to wear an oversized t-shirt over the spandex. <laughs> that's so that's what they wore in the ring. I mean, that's... Wow. They had to adhere to the rules of the, the country, wrestling in Saudi mm-hmm. Arabia. Yeah. Yeah, so that's... Uh, but it, it was a first for it was a first that women performed in that country. So the fact That's that great. they're you know, slowly moving towards that. I mean, obviously, it will take a long time for Saudi Arabia and a lot of countries in the Middle East to 
to um, to uh, treat women um, the way they should be treated. Um, mm-hmm. At least it's happening in baby steps. So. Yeah, yeah. Imagine, imagine like having to watch that, like women all covered up like all the time. Where you have most women walking around here, like in um, like yoga pants. That's that's it's, it's like, exactly how it is. In fact, are, in Saudi Arabia, they have these are rules that the guys are putting in. <laughs> in fact, yes, I think only in their house, I, I believe, uh, they they're allowed to show. You know, they they have to wear the the hijab. You know, um, mm-hmm. around anyone that's not their husband, they have to. The only time they can take it off is when they're home. So, wow. yeah, it's crazy I mean, how different I'm, cultures are. I'm, yeah, I'm all about respecting different cultures and everything. So I try to not have a lot of judgment. But at the same time, when it comes to things that are limiting or what I view as limiting, I feel bad for people in that situation. that yeah. don't want to be in that situation because right. people in limiting situations that enforce those beliefs tend to not realize that there are options out there and you Mm. don't have to live that way um there are other ways to live and it's still okay Mm -hmm. and i mean we we have limiting things in our society too so i'm not saying like one is better than the other but right um you know when you grow up in a specific culture with a, a specific belief system no matter what your culture is, you tend to think, oh, well, that's the way things are or should be. But there's other people that grow up in other belief systems that don't have to live by those rules. And I think it's great how global we're, we are and we're continuing to be. And maybe that's why they're starting to wrestle over there. Do you know why, what sparks that? I think just the relationship in WWE and Saudi Arabia, the women's um, evolution right. uh, division in, in the WWE is, is such a big part of their product and mm-hmm. I think it just was a matter of the heads of the companies uh, both for the Saudi Arabia Sports Commission whoever heads that and Vince McMahon and the top brass of WWE to um, come to some kind of um, agreement and it's only one women's match per event um, mm-hmm. so they had one um, for their previous pay-per-view and then the most recent pay-per-view they had their second ever so wow. yeah things are changing um mm-hmm. yeah and i've seen that at the beach before i've seen like a couple and like um yeah, obviously from the middle east um somewhere and like the guys with some regular like swim trunks or it may have even been like a speedo or something and right. then his wife was just covered head to toe like you know just the only thing you could see is like her eyes and like and they're in the water and she had to get in the water with this um thing covering her from head to toe and I'm like that's just like a, a dick move like I could see like if that's your culture and if both of them were covered head to toe I'm like okay I can understand that but he's walking around with his be, banana hammock with right his but making, making his wife and it's, it, was, it was a hot day you know and like right. he wants to be in the water with like a, a whole um, thing covering you head to toe I mean it's got to like you know weigh you down and not be mm-hmm. um, pleasant yeah, I just like does I wonder I was curious if general did general do you have any um comments on on that well <clears throat> i did uh i've i've done the same thing where i've seen uh i remember distinctly was at some water park and 
it was a it was a place that's also like a ski resort like during the winter and i remember we were going up the ski lifts and in the ski lift right behind us there was a case where it was this uh middle eastern and middle eastern guy and he's like he was in a speedo and his presumably his wife was wearing a burqa it was like almost 100 degrees that day and uh i remember having the same reaction i was like wow that's that is a dick move but right. like and uh <laughs> the uh but the whole thing like you know i actually come from a middle eastern culture right that's why but, i'm curious of your thoughts yeah but one of, but one of the things like uh, about it is like i'm kind of unique in the aspect <laughs> that my family came here because they wanted to get away from that middle eastern culture right <laughs> yeah. so yeah. so we went in like the total opposite direction and so like every time I see this, you know, I I have the same reaction that Josh does. That like you know, it's it's really difficult for me to understand because I know a lot of it is based on. I mean, they say it's based on protecting the women or whatever, and it's not. It's based on controlling them. Right. And, and uh, so you know. Seeing like a surreal sign of like you know lady wrestlers wrestling in these like full body suits and everything like that, mm-hmm. which uh, even in that case they're they're still like form fitting, aren't they? Like when they were wrestling, they're in, wrestling, um, but they had an oversized T-shirt draped up over the the spandex. Oh, okay. Yeah, so that was kind of like so. The, and you know what? Like, and you know what's, what's odd is like you see like, and, and I know like a lot of girls who like do modeling and like you know post those kind of pics online mm-hmm. and they get hit up by a lot of these guys from the middle east right and, like and they're not you know they're not looking for a girl who's in a burqa you know they're looking for these girls in like songs <laughs> and these other like yeah revealing outfits they have to go to the internet to, like, to meet these women right <laughs> that's yeah, right yeah at them non-stop for naked pics even though they're in a whole other country and stuff like that like right guys want to see these girls like that you know yeah like, as long, as long Be- as they're not their wife though. because they can't see yeah, that they're, 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 they're not looking to marry these girls they're looking no, to no. At, at least imaginatively in their imagination <laughs> that's right. why they do it because they're, yeah. they're only allowed to see their wives if they're married that's all the only person they're allowed to see <laughs> right it's crazy uh, well that was an interesting um uh tangent we took there but uh uh, the yeah. the WWE Hall of Fame actually, guys, will be moved probably most likely to SummerSlam weekend in August. Oh wow! Yeah, so they're not going to have it. Have uh, they announced anybody yet before this happens? Yeah, yeah. Would you like to hear who's be, who's being inducted? They just announced this I week would. that the British Bulldog Davy Boy Smith finally inducted in the Hall of Fame, along with were they were they um was the tag team inducted before? No. Dynamite Kid. Okay, so he's getting inducted by himself. He's though. getting inducted by himself, which okay. is an amazing accomplishment. He, so, so Davy Boy Smith is still alive. I thought he passed away. No, the, no, he passed away. But they they do um, induct po- posthumously as well. Okay. Yeah, yeah. he's the only posthumous um, induct inductee. Um, Jushin Thunder Liger, Japanese original Japanese superstar, also um, will be inducted. JBL, we announced before, um, the Bella Twins, Batista, Dave Batista, Drax uh, from Guardians of the Galaxy himself, (laughs) 
And the NWO, Hulk Hogan, Scott Hall, Kevin Nash, and Sean Waltman, all of them will be two-time Hall of Famers after wow. that because all of them have... Sean Waltman? Sean, Sean Waltman. Waltman. That's X-Pac. Oh, yeah. oh, okay. Gotcha. Yeah. So he, he was inducted with Degeneration X already, and then he's going to be inducted with NWO. Hogan, Scott Hall, and Kevin Nash have all been inducted um, as solo, as singles wrestlers. So, so they're all going to be inducted. So yeah, they'll I all be two-time Hall of Famers. I think it's too early for the Bella Twins to be in there. I don't, I don't get that. Yeah, well, they both have definitely retired. Um, but a, a lot of people are arguing whether they deserve to be in the Hall of Fame or not. But they are. Um, so, yeah, something to think about. I think it's based, you know, off of their TV show. I think if anything. Hmm. You think that the TV shows is, is how they're being inducted? <laughs> that would be an interesting one. Just because they have a reality TV show, they're, they're able to be inducted into the Hall of Fame? I, I, think, I, I think that's the main reason to induct them <laughs> now. I mean, there's, there's, there's like a, you know, so many more uh, women wrestlers that should go in than before them. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good point, man. Yeah, like, I mean, even though like, a lot of people. Could, wasn't, a lot of people consider them trailblazers. Career wasn't that long, was it? Who? Their career wasn't that long. Oh, the career wasn't, I mean, I'd say it was about 10 years. 10 years. Yeah, because they both recently retired, and they're both uh, pregnant, so they'll both have their baby bumps. Well, actually, now that it's going to be in August, um, I guess it depends when they, (laughs) um, the onset of their pregnancy was, they could already already, uh, have birth by then, um, by August. Um, But I'm saying, like, people, the people know them who who don't watch wrestling and don't know them from their reality show. So mainstream I think that's appeal. Why WWE is doing that just to get like um, you know some more people interested than just the yep. people who watch wrestling. Exactly. I, I can't I can't see a reason otherwise that they would do it now and not do it like down mm-hmm. the road. Yeah. Well, just a couple more things. A couple more non-corona related things, I guess <laughs> we should. Uh, oh, thank God. Yeah, and then uh, yeah, we're doing pretty good on time here. Um, so the Razzies, uh, I guess an award show that did not really have an award show ceremony, but they announced the winners. The Razzies are the worst films of all time uh, for the year, I guess. For the year. For yeah, the, for year, the year. year, that's right. So it's kind of like the anti-Oscars, I guess. <laughs> worst yeah. picture, Cats. <laughs> I think of that. Yeah, Cats is just w- pretty much won all the Razzies. Worst supporting actress. Was Rebel Wilson, which I'm happy about because I don't like Rebel. Uh, we're, support- <laughs> we're supporting actors James Corden. Uh, James is a, seems like a, pre- a nice guy, but you know whatever. It, you know it's kind of like a badge of honor uh, to be a, a have a, uh, a Razzie, I guess. They also won um, worst the, um, worst, worst uh, screenplay, worst director, <laughs> all cats. Worst director, worst screenplay. Oh, all cats! Wow, <clears throat> all cats. Um, Worst screen combo, the two half feline, half human hairballs in Cats won the worst screen combo. Wow. Yeah. Uh, worst actors, John Travolta for The Fanatic and Trading Paint. I don't agree with that. I saw The Fanatic. I thought he did it. Yeah? Um, you didn't think he was the worst actor? Really good job with it. Okay. Yeah, I thought he played the role in it. I, I haven't seen it, so I can't, so. Yeah. How about this one, Chachi? Uh, worst remake, ripoff, or sequel? Rambo: Last Blood. Uh, I don't agree with that either. Really? Okay. Uh, I, here's thought, a, I thought it was a 
decent movie. Rambo also won Worst Reckless Disregard for Human Life and Public Property. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think I, I think that's a win for him because I think that's what they were going for. <laughs> Worst Actress, Hilary Duff, The Haunting of Sharon Tate. I haven't seen it. Nah, me neither. Yeah, and I love Hilary Duff. So... And Razzie Redeemer Award. I'm not sure what this Razzie Redeemer Award means, but it's Eddie Murphy for Dolomite is my name. Probably that means, that means you had bad movies and you redeemed yourself with a better movie. Ah, I like that. Yeah, because yeah, he was great in Dolomite. So he probably won Razzies in the past. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and for like Norbit. Yeah, or. Whatever that terrible movie was, where like there was this like he was like a robot with like all these legs. Um, <laughs> <laughs> there was funny. this like really awful Eddie Murphy movie where he was like a robot on like Mars or something like that. Was it Pluto Nash? Yeah, that's it. Okay. okay. <laughs> oh man, so this is pretty funny. Uh... Uh, yeah, he was great in Dolomite, and that really like made me. Optimistic for the, his future movies, like mm-hmm. you know, the, the new Beverly Hills Cop and the mm-hmm. Coming to America too. Mm-hmm. Like um, old school Eddie Murphy, just like cussing and you know acting vulgar and like. I, I think it was probably his best movie he had since uh, the movie Life. Yeah, he was he was really really great in his return to Saturday Night Live around Christmas. Oh Saturday God, Night he was oh the best episode of Saturday Night Live in a long time was the one who was yeah. You know. Yeah, he's he's very talented. I'm I'm happy to see him get back to more adult-oriented um, projects. I love the fact that uh, he made a joke during his monologue about how uh, if you'd have thought 30 years ago that he'd be the one with the family while Bill Cosby was in jail. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. <laughs> that is crazy, guys. Yeah, I, I'm actually, I, I went back and watched his um, Eddie Murphy um I think it might have been raw. I'm not sure if it was raw or, or delirious. But just watching it, I mean, and like 99% of the jokes you could never even say now. Mm. Which I thought was like amazing. Like, I mean, the, the whole opening monologue was just him without like, you know, he's wearing this tight, you know, red outfit, like a Michael Jackson thriller. And he, he was talking about being worried about the um, gay people in the audience looking at his ass. <laughs> and I'm like, you can never say that nowadays. You can't. Like a, you, know, you cannot. A major special. There's a lot of things you can't say now, unfortunately. But he, he pushed the envelope as much as he could, I noticed. You know. Yeah. It wasn't like, you know, back in his, you know, heyday. But um, but um, I guess a lot of people have been just watching television. I know I'm watching Curb Your Enthusiasm now. I'm ca- starting to catch up now that I have more time to watch it. Yeah. And um, I like how Larry is touching on a lot of, you know, relevant um topics of today like the me too movement and uh um you know larry is somebody who's not afraid to uh, push the envelope general have you seen curb your enthusiasm yes i am familiar with the show <laughs> no i was i was curious if you're watching the current i know chachi's a huge fan but yeah. it's just it's just so funny man and it's just yeah i don't have i don't have access to hbo anymore so i have missed the most recent season but yeah it was oh that's right a classic show. your father-in-law was hooking you up with his password and he yeah. got rid of it, right he, he, he fucked me over <laughs> by, uh, by by cutting the cord and now i got uh. i love the scene with larry david and the sex doll in the uh, one of the episodes, uh, 
because it was such a yeah. threes company moment. Um, you know, when you get caught and you know it's kind of, he was trying to deflate the doll so he wouldn't get caught and ended up looking like he was having sex with the with the blow up doll. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. A lot like, of a um, lot of big celebrities people, too. For people who don't know, like Larry David is the creator of Seinfeld and like based, you know, mostly the character of George off of himself and somewhat the character of Jerry off of himself. So when you watch Kirby Enthusiasm, you can definitely can see mm. those characters inside of him. So he's playing himself in Kirby Enthusiasm. Yep. Um, yeah. But yeah, really just like an adult-oriented like Seinfeld. You know? Yeah. You see a lot of where we're gay topics, you know, and like sex and that kind of stuff that you wouldn't... Lots of F-bombs. <laughs> I love yeah. it. I love it when Susie, Susie always yells at Larry, and her yelling at him is some of the funniest moments on the show. <laughs> and what's great about this show, like... Basically, Larry does a new season whenever he feels like it. So he might, he might do a, a, like a season back to back. They might skip five years. I mean, he's this is like the tenth season, and the show's been on for twenty years. Yeah. So <laughs> he just does it whenever he wants. And like before last season, there was a five-year gap, a five or six-year gap in between seasons. Right. So he just, whenever he feels like it, he does a season, and like it manages to be hilarious um, by doing that. He hasn't burned out, and I'm hoping mm-hmm. to have a new season after this season. Um, a lot shorter. Um, yeah, and a yeah, lot of a lot of star power on this season so far. Vince Vaughn, Alan oh, yeah. Tudyk, um, Isla Fisher, who played the crying girl. Uh, yeah, <laughs> the girl that can cry on cue. Um, oh yeah. Some some great uh, some great guest stars on uh, on this season. So, and of course they got they got some um, criticism this season from um, the media. Uh, you know, for him, I guess kind of uh, making fun of some of these topics, like making fun of. Um, how some people act, you know, with Me Too or whatever, and, like, um, the people who are offended by that, they're like, oh, you can't make fun of Me Too or whatever. But, I mean, he's making fun of people where some people will take things too far and some people will use a, a movement um, and, you know, not use it in the way that um, they're supposed to. You know, use it, like, for their own personal gain or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, That's not but the intention of the everybody show. And, that's why I hate when people, like, people love comedy, but they're like, okay, make fun of everything you want, but don't make fun of this one topic. You know, what about what, what about is. what about Trump fans? He actually had a show where he purposely <laughs> wore uh, Make America Great Again, a MAGA red hat, so someone yeah. wouldn't, wouldn't sit with him. He was like, how right, yeah. L.A. is super, super liberal, as we all know, and a lot of people do not support Trump in California and Los Angeles, for that matter, so especially people in the arts. So when he was going to meet with somebody that he really didn't want to meet and, and, and have lunch with, he, he was reluctant to have lunch with him. He decided to wear the MAGA hat, and all of a sudden he had to go. <laughs> yeah. kid, I, oh, I just found out. Um, I got to pick up my, my kid from the airport. <laughs> I have to go <laughs> because he was wearing the red MAGA hat. So. And, you know, and the Larry's the kind of person on the show where he just doesn't like to be around people. He likes to be by himself or whatever, so that's really – Helped them with that. It was pretty funny to see everybody's reactions. Yeah, Larry was going for. Yeah, and HBO also Westworld season three uh, just premiered last night. I haven't been able to catch up with season two, but now I can. Fi- now I finally have time to watch season two. So, but I think it would be a good time to talk about a crazy episode of one of oh, our favorite yeah. shows. So here we go. That's right, guys. We're gonna talk about. Episode 12 of Season 10 of AMC's The Walking Dead. General, are you all caught up? 
I am not caught up. Oh, I'm you son of a bitch! <laughs> <laughs> I gotta excuse myself. We have some really huge things that happened on last Sunday's episode, and we're gonna discuss it here. I'm wondering if General wants to bow out for a minute. It's up to you, but we're gonna talk about some. Why don't you? Why don't you? Why don't you text me when you guys are done talking? Can we easily bring Jenna on to conclude the show? If Chachi, if we can easily bring Jenna on, that would be great. Yeah, I don't know if we can. To bring him on? Well, if General doesn't want to hear the spoilers of the of the of, the, of the last no. night. Well, what I could do is I could put the phone down and yeah. one of you text me and it'll come up on my watch. Okay, cool. We'll text yeah, you when we're done. All right. All right. Go ahead, and General. I'll be here to listen. <laughs> All right. <laughs> All right, General. I'm not caught up either. Yeah, General, don't hang up. Just uh, <laughs> I'll text you when we're back. So, guys, wow, three major deaths on um, this past episode of The Walking Dead. Um, three, um, yeah, two, maybe not so much uh, a shocker. One was kind of expected, but. All in all, it was just ridiculous. Uh, this episode, uh, let's talk uh, first of uh, the 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 Walker, uh, I guess the Whisperer turncoats in uh, Gamma, played by Thor Birch. We all remember Thor from Hocus Pocus. And uh, yeah. of course, of course, she was in American Beauty with Kevin Spacey. Um, she was great in that role, but she plays... Hold on a second, hold on a second. General... <laughs> we hear General in the back. Oh, we're actually we, we have to tell him to mute his mic. Um, let me ask him if he can mute his phone. <laughs> He's probably like, I'm on this, I'm on this um, podcast with these assholes. I hate them so much. <laughs> I think he's okay. I just texted General to let him know that we can hear him. <laughs> oh, and here's his, sound like his daughter. Ah, uh, yeah, I know. He's he's being the good dad. <laughs> he's such a good dad. But uh, Gamma, that so that Thor Birch. I'm really sad. I really was hoping Thor's character of Gamma, who's known as Mary, um, would have lasted. Um, through the season because she's just a big name and it would have been great to have that star power carry over into the final season. She would have been original. She is an original character. She's not in the comic books and Be- and um, beta just, wow. Just a very crazy, crazy um, killing literally just stuck a knife in her and just shoved it all the way up from her abdomen to her throat. It was pretty gnarly. Um, just the way he took her out. Um, so we lost her. We we lost Earl, uh, the blacksmith of Hilltop, which was really sad because Earl, oh, man, he adopted the Whisper baby that was left behind, which is actually uh, Mary's nephew, um, which is kind of crazy if you think about it. He kind of informally adopted Adam, which is the baby that was left behind. So he became a father to that young baby, and he was also kind of like – um, a person that took care of a lot of the children in the community. As you know, he was the one that wrangled all the children along with Ezekiel to safety after the Battle of the Hilltop. Um, and we find out that Earl has been bit. So as you know, in, a zomb- in the zombie apocalypse, if you're bit, you will turn into a walker. Um, so the only way 
to avoid turning into Walker and you're inevitably going to die anyways is to just uh, fortunately be killed or kill yourself. And that's what Earl did. That was a sad death, Chachi. Were you sad to see Earl go? Um, I guess. Didn't really have that character connection with him? No, no. Like most of the characters on here I really don't have a connection to. Okay. Except for like the, you know, the, the main ones that, you know, from the beginning and then like, um, you know, usually they have to be there for a few seasons before they finally like build the character up to where I care about them. Mm. Yeah. Um, so that that was the second death, guys. So the third death? Whoa, dude. Whoa, this is big. But really quick, I should mention, we did find out the fate of one of the two trapped in the cave, and that's Magna. And she escaped. Um, she kind of disguised herself in Walker Guts. So she was able to escape from the cave. And she mentioned that she lost Connie, the deaf actress that um, who plays a deaf character on the show. Um, so we don't know Connie's fate yet, but we know Magna is alive and, and she's okay. Unfortunately, uh, Yumiko uh, <laughs> had an altercation with Carol um, and uh, Yumiko punched Carol in the face, which is pretty crazy. Which brings us to the final death of the episode, Chachi. This is a big one. So as you know, we saw the budding romance or bond between Negan and Alpha and we find out all along Negan was really not trying to become a whisperer, was he? He yeah. actually, yeah, he actually, well, in a weird, uh, weird twist from the comic books, they had Negan and Alpha hook up. I don't think that happened in the comic books. And, you know, Mag, uh, so Alpha already had this trust in Negan. So Negan found Alpha's daughter, Lydia, and um, tied her up. And obviously Alpha was trying to find Lydia. And as soon as Negan found out that Alpha was intending to kill her own daughter, which is so disgustingly horrific and deplorable and awful, Negan took it upon himself to slit Alpha's throat and kill her. So um, Alpha, the leader of the Whispers, has uh, been killed off. And um, obviously we can assume that the Whisperers are no more. Obviously Beta's still alive and there's other Whisperers out there. Um, curious to see what happens to Beta um, on the show as he's the, the, I guess, now considered the leader of the Whisperers now that Alpha is gone. Um, but uh, crazy, crazy episode. So we find out at the very end of the episode. The daughter, like he thought that she was tied up in the, um, the little shack that um, Alpha was getting ready to go inside. But it was actually a different shack. But the viewer didn't know that due to like the way it was shot that you assume that she was still in that little shack, but it was, she was never in danger. You, just tied up, just tied up for her own good, just so she would stay away from Alpha. So that's you think that's what, or you think, or you know that's what Negan intended. I know, yeah, because she was tied up in a whole different shack than what. Um, right. So. Alpha was going into. So Negan, so you know the way they shot that, I thought that she just went out a different entrance. Like she escaped around the yeah. same time they came yeah, in, but you're saying shack. it's, it's yeah. a completely different shack. Yeah. Interesting. Wow. Just to kind of just to try to trick the viewer. Yeah. The See way they, um, the way they showed it. Wow. Okay. 
for me, the way they edited it looks like she took the back entrance, whereas Negan and Alpha took the front entrance, and she escaped in time. That's what I thought. Maybe you're right, but the, okay, maybe you're right. But the way I saw it, I just thought it was a different check. Really? Well, I don't know. I I figured that Negan probably thought that Alpha wasn't crazy enough to kill her own daughter, and that he that maybe just bringing. Lydia to Alpha would just bring them closer together for the inevitable kill because I think Negan already intended to kill Alpha. As you know, at the very end of the episode, <laughs> Negan presented Carol with Alpha's head. So Carol said it was about time. If so that's the case. I thought if that's the case, and they would have showed her in there, and he still would have killed her in front of in front of um, her daughter. But since you didn't see her at all, I'm pretty sure it was a different check. There you go. Well, it depends because you see her run out, escape and run out. So she could have ran out the back entrance of the shack. They come in, and she's already she already ran off by then. But I don't know. Um, right. I have to look that one up. <laughs> I'm not sure. I think. But, uh, but yeah, I mean, but but Negan. I'm pretty sure that the whole time Negan was on the um, good side this time. Yep. Negan was on the good side now, thank God, right? And uh, the, the head of Alpha was presented to Carol. It, all signs are pointing to Carol release Negan from prison. Yeah. Um, and that they were in on it together. So, um, and then, of course, next week, guys, next Sunday is episode 13. It's Michonne's last episode. Wow. That's sad. Yeah, Michonne that has been... Really the backbone of the show. Yeah. Um, so, why uh, did, did she want to leave? Yeah, her schedule got a little crazy. She's also producing a lot of stuff on Broadway, which, as you know, Broadway's in the dark too, due to the yeah. uh, pandemic. Um, and she also was busy um, with the Marvel Universe. She played um, um, one of the leads in Black Panther, and I think they were calling her back to do Avengers and other movies. And she, basically, her movie career has been taking off and also being a writer as well. And um, they found a way to cleverly write Michonne off because, you know, Rick, who they were involved in a relationship, had left the show. The writers decide to write him off and have a helicopter take yeah. him to a different um, location. So Michonne, um, I think it was an easy way for – we'll find out exactly what happens, but I have a feeling she finds out where, that Rick is still alive. And uh, goes out to try to find him. And that's kind of the kind of writer off the show. Yeah, I don't think she dies. No. I like when they do stuff like that with characters because then they could always come back. Yeah, never. Exactly. I, even if they die, they could still come back. But, you know, it sort of leaves it open-ended. So even though you know chances are they're not coming back, if you mm -hmm. love that character, mm -hmm. it still has some sort of excitement for you that, ooh, you know, maybe they could come back next season, even if it's just an appearance. Yep. Right. Absolutely. But the same with uh, Maggie. Like, they would have killed her off, you know, for her to do that series that ended up being canceled. It would have been right. pointless because now she's coming back. Yep, absolutely. Oh, is she? Yeah. Yay! Yeah. She'll be back this season, like, towards the end. Oh, wonderful. Probably the last episode. How caught up are you on Walking Dead uh, there, Vanessa? But, like, I always say this, but it's totally true. There's just so much content, and 
I am so busy that the amount of time every day that I have to watch anything is just is not there. But I still care about the show, so hearing about the updates and stuff is really interesting. I gotta say, I really enjoyed that snort you did while you laughed. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> She's Miss Snortles. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> We're almost done here, guys. We're gonna wrap up in a few minutes. Um, so CW's Batman, or sorry, Batwoman, uh, had a disaster on set, guys. And I, I'm very, I feel very horrible for the crew that get injured or, 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 or get killed on set due to carelessness. Amanda Smith, who's one of the production assistants, suffered a severe spinal injury on March 11th, ahead of, oh ahead of, God. right before the show, the shows got suspended due to the coronavirus, when a bucket, a bucket of a boom lift lowered onto her head um, and burst her T1, T12, T11, um, I guess the um, T1, T11 vertebrae. Um, she had to under undergo a laminectomy where they fuse the 10, 11, and 12 or 10. I'm sorry, the 10. See, I'm trying to talk like a doctor and I'm failing. Um, a, ten, <laughs> a T10 and L2 fusion of the vertebrae. So currently yeah, she's par- doctor on our show. Yeah, Dr. Lickalotopus, I know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you haven't met Koki, Vanessa, have you? No, and I don't think I should. <laughs> Koki's yeah, the one. Get the restraining order. <laughs> Koki's the be 50 feet apart before this, um, before this whole virus. Yeah, Koki claims to have a, a PhD in Lickalotopus. Yeah. And, wow. and and during the corona apocalypse, when asked what celebrity we trapped with, he asked if porn stars count. Yeah. Ah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's a legitimate question. Yeah. So he chose Ron Jeremy? <laughs> <laughs> well done, Todd. Well done. That would be something else, dude, for real. <laughs> oh, my God. So this woman. Yeah, we, we love Koki. Yeah, this woman, Amanda Smith, unfortunately is paralyzed, cannot feel anything from the waist down, and the GoFundMe has already raised over 50000 50, out of a goal of 100000 So, um... Wow. I feel bad when this people get right injured. Before this, um, outbreak? Right before the, um... Well, right before the outbreak already happened, right before all sub- uh, productions were suspended. That's sucks. Imagine being that close to having all production stop and this happened. I know. Right what like a nightmare for Batwoman. Yeah. That poor, yeah That's poor crazy, woman. right? And Bat- Batwoman's already, um, you know, shooting their season two. And I know um, General's a fan of Supergirl on the CW because of Melissa Benoist, right? <laughs> I, I do enjoy it, yeah. Yeah, so they have a transgendered uh, <laughs> character. A transgender superhero Nia Nal, a.k.a. Dreamer. And Nicole Maines is actually a transgendered actress. So well, she's playing. Well, good for them. So it's good, it's, you know, because, uh, like, you know, some, you know how they sometimes, you know, they'll, they'll cast someone that's not that person. It's good to find someone that fits the role to a T, basically, you know? Mm-hmm. And a lot yeah, of peop- whenever possible, absolutely. Whenever possible, we should do that. Because remember the kid from Glee in the wheelchair? He wasn't really paralyzed, and people 
said, well, I can just hire a paralyzed actor because, you know, uh, you know, I guess they just wanted to put the best actor in that role as they could, you know? So, I mean, it, it goes for any, any specialty casting, I guess, if you're trying to find I mean, it's someone. Still, it's still acting, though. Like, you're not, like, hiring people that are actually murderers who play murderers on these shows. True, true. But why would they cast Leonardo DiCaprio instead of a Down syndrome person for what's eating Gilbert Grape? He's just an amazing actor. He's just freaking phenomenal. So he can do it. They could have done it. They could have cast a legitimate, um, you know, autistic or Down syndrome actor, but they decided to go in a different way, which I guess could be controversial. Yeah, it's. Definitely a touchy subject, but I think I think whenever possible, you cast to a T the character. However, we are not documentaries. These are these are representation and recreations, and so I've always believed that. Though, and maybe that's because I grew up with opera and musical theater and everything, but I've always just naturally felt that all roles are fluid. And that's extremely controversial. I never thought of it as being controversial, but it is. Um, But I think anyone should be able to play any character or have the opportunity to at least try to because we are actors. We're supposed to become anything, even if it's a tree or a door or whatever. Right. Depending on, you know, if you're in theater And it should be controversial. what? It shouldn't be considered controversial when an actor has to do that, because that's what we do. Well, I, I think when it comes to, you know, what's considered blackface and stuff like well, that. Well, that, I yes. Absolutely. Well, and I totally understand why it's a sensitive subject. However, before, you know, just growing up, I just had this mindset of, as an actor no matter who you are, what color you are, or what you do, you should have the opportunity to try anything because it helps expand your education and your empathy, and you're able to see the world through different eyes, and you're, you're able to sort of delve deep into yourself. And, you know, we're, we don't have, like, a lot of time to talk about it, but I don't see it as – I don't see – having fluid actors and and fluid character choices and and casting as necessarily something that is inappropriate if the intention is from a right the right place okay yeah it happens a lot you'll see different actors who are like not italian playing italian yeah whatever because they're um great actors and look what happened with um scarlett johansson like she was supposed to um, play that um, trans woman. Yes, she. But then she got a lot of backlash, and she so she, like, she decided out. to bail out. Yeah. But then the whole movie got canceled at that point, and I think having her play a trans person could have been more beneficial to the community than having the movie at all. Yep. Yeah, and I also think you know for her that how interesting you know like she she would be able to discover you know maybe what is that like um and just from an acting perspective i love to research i love to learn i love to become other things Mm because it's fun and that's what my job is Mm -hmm. and i want that opportunity for everyone not just right caucasian people you know or anybody i'm only saying that because i'm caucasian so people listening are probably like well that's because you're caucasian but 
right. want that opportunity for everybody to be able to play anything because we are actors. Well, We're not how many? Um, now, what about this? Okay. This twist. How many? Um, how many um, Brits steal our jobs? <laughs> and Australians. Right? Yeah. Because they can perfect right. an American accent better than... They do a phenomenal job. I mean, I, Then the Americans can do a Brit, right? Dead are like British. Think about how, how many Americans are hired to play British actors. I can name only three recent ones. Peter Dinklage in Game right. of Thrones, which it's a fantasy world, so it doesn't have to be perfect. John Lithgow in The Crown. And then recently I watched Bloodshot and saw Lamorne Morris from New Girl play a British guy. I, it doesn't happen the other way around. It always happens with the English actor playing American, but not the other way around. Kevin, Kevin Costner got into a lot of trouble for playing a, a British guy in that like Robin Hood that he was in in like the early nineties. Oh, really? Well, not a lot of trouble, but like he got criticized. I mean, like because he had like a terrible, terrible British accent in that movie. No. Mm. Uh. Yeah, so there you go. Was so it this more is, because of so his accent, or was it more because of he was playing that British person when they could have gotten a British actor? It was probably his accent, because mm-hmm. at that time okay. he was like a super huge megastar. Yeah. Now, this is an interesting, because there's a little twist, and obviously actors playing different things. So how about the opposite on the transgendered? Um, so Saved by the Bell has um, a sequel series coming out. They're still honoring the original cast. But they decided to make the popular girl, head cheerleader type character who Tiffany Amber Thiessen played in the original series is now going to be played by a transgendered actress, but it's a but portraying a cis female. Uh, there was some controversy about Chachi. I know that you know. Are are you able to talk about your thoughts on that one? Yeah, I think the whole, I think this whole thing about the Bell revival, I think, looks like garbage. Just from like the whole storylines and like, I mean, I think I, I think they're trying to do too much with the show that wasn't what they're trying to, to do. Like, hey, like the Bell was a, was a cheesy show. It was like it's kind of like a Full House type of show. You know what I mean? Like, right. Actually, with tackling even less issues. So I think I think they're trying to put too many issues into this show that it's supposed to be like I don't know. It's supposed to be just like a no thought type of show. You know, mm-hmm. it's like a, kind of like a carefree show, right? It's like a corny, corny show. I think, I think, I, I think their motivations for for casting this, I think, are just to be like to try to get um, you know press for it, and the people think that they're doing something like revolutionary. Yeah, revolutionary, right? Where I think it would have been better just to have that have that person play like a trans character. And really, I see it differently. <laughs> Well, possibly. I mean, I think, so So the other part of, like, our discussion is allowing or opening up opportunities for others, which is sort of what I was saying earlier, where right. anyone should have an opportunity to play any character. But people that are Caucasian do tend to get cast more, so then you have the argument, well, we, you know, like in this circumstance, a transgendered person is being cast as a non-transgendered person. Right. And I think that's exciting. I, I hope it's because they're more open-minded and not because of what you just said about, you know, trying to get buzzed. But I think it's, it's, it's great, you know, and that person should be able to play 
that role regardless of whether or not they're transgendered or not because they're an actor and that's their job. Yeah, this is a t- touchy subject, obviously, because obviously we don't, <laughs> yeah. so don't want to offend certain people, but Tiffy Amber Thiessen's character was characterized as the popular girl, the prettiest girl in school. So, you, you know, you, reta- you know, I yeah, guess it, it, there's where the controversy is. This, this actor, this wouldn't have been, like, the, the prettiest person in school. Oh, okay, I don't on, know anything that about actor. it. Yeah, it's it's a little so, touchy. So it's like, a little touchy. Yeah, yeah. And I, and I have the same that, feeling though. like I have the same feeling in other movies where like they're acting like the, the, the person, the character is like the hottest person when they're not. That it kind of takes away from the movie. In my um, aspect, I mean that'd be like seeing that'd be like having like Danny DeVito and you're like um, acting in the movie like it's like the hottest person. That's, hey. Some people might think he's the hottest guy. Right. Some people like. <laughs> and you told me um, you didn't think Elizabeth Moss was attractive, and she was like, the actor playing opposite Elizabeth Moss in Invisible Man was obsessed with right. Elizabeth Moss's character in Invisible Man, that she, you know, oh, she put her such high pedestal that become psychotic over her. Right. And you were telling me how, how can any man be obsessed with Elizabeth Moss? You know. But. I didn't say any man. I said that man. <laughs> 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 like, like this guy, this guy was, you know, as far as men are concerned, could be seen as like handsome, right, and, and rich. And I didn't think that he would be using all of his resources and stuff to like go after after this person. Okay, that, that's fair. I could see that with Elizabeth Moss, and you're like this rich tech entrepreneur. You know, um, right. would you be head over heels obsessed with Elizabeth Moss versus like a Margot Robbie? Is what you're saying? Right. It's kind of like that movie. Um, what was that movie? Um, one comedy came out like a year ago or whatever, and John Cena was married. Yeah. And, like the, the person he was married to didn't look like somebody that you think John Cena would be married to. Right. Right. Okay, that's fair. I, I can see that. Right. <laughs> I think it's just like a casting, a casting issue. Okay. <laughs> well, that's that's the men and the women. Have we see the opposite all the time, and we don't like. Let's say uh, Kevin James and Leah Remini. Oh yeah. We don't. Oh, we yeah, don't. Yeah. Like, like every, every if you switch the men and women, you don't bat an eye though. Right. Why? How's that different? No, no, I, no I, I don't notice it. I still like. Are you still bat an eye? Okay. Right. Usually in that situation, everybody acts like the guy is a mess and like you know a buffoon and that kind of stuff, and they played up for comedy. Right. They're playing it up like for even, even um, Peggy Bundy was uh, more attractive than Al Bundy. Right. That's that's true. That's true. But, but, but it, I don't think it happens as much in like a serious type of movie. Right. I mean, usually when it happens, it's played up for comedy, like like mm-hmm. you know, like, like why she with this you know this slob or whatever. Mm-hmm. A couple rest in pieces to announce, guys, as we um gonna close out the show shortly. Um, uh, yeah, let's finish on a high note here. Yeah, let's finish on a high <laughs> note. Yeah. yeah. Maggie Griffin, Kathy Griffin's mother, co-star of her reality show, Kathy Griffin, My Life on a D-List, died at the age of 99. So she lived a full life. Uh, was a m- major fixture of her uh, reality show on Bravo. Um, also, Kyle Wagoner, who starred on The Carol Burnett Show and the Wonder Woman series in the 70s, had passed away at the age of 84. I think it's Lyle Wagoner. 
Not Kyle Wagoner. Oh, did I say Kyle? I'm sorry. Lyle Wagoner. Thank you. Um, actor Stuart Whitman, Oscar nominee for his role as a uh, convicted child molester in the 1961 movie The Mark, had died um, due to natural causes at the age of 92. So those those um, people I've mentioned have you know lived full lives, um, but then it's also very tragic and very sad when it's someone so young. That's the case of Lorenzo Brino, an actor who appeared on Seventh Heaven, had died at the age of 21 the young age of 29, 21 due to a car accident. Um, apparently he retired from acting after Seventh Heaven, so he didn't really do... Yeah, wasn't Seventh Heaven on like 20 years ago? Yep, he, he, uh, he, he played... <laughs> yeah, he played the um, his character um, Nicholas, I believe. So, right? so was he like a baby on that show? <laughs> and then the young actor <laughs> played Sam Sam on, on, seventh, on Seventh Heaven, yeah. Um, and they were okay. the youngest, the youngest of the children, and it ran from '96 to 2007. So it ran for 11 oh, seasons. Man. Yeah. Yeah. So, so of course, so he passed away as well. Um, <clears throat> also, um, Harvey Weinstein uh, has been transported. He passed away. Uh, he has <laughs> yeah, not passed I away. Yeah, you're going with that. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I guess that's, those are all the RIPs. I, I'm sure a lot of people wish that was on the list. Um, but uh, he's heading back to Rikers Island after doctors concluded he was healthy enough to leave uh, Bellevue Hospital. Hospital apparently, oh, you know, he w- he had the walker. <laughs> a lot of people were making <laughs> jokes that it was a prop, and then he had to lend it to Jesse Smollett after his uh, his yeah. trial because he really wasn't sick. Like, but uh, he did not yeah, suffer remember, a minor heart attack. He was getting, like um, his trial, and he's. He's coming in. He's acting totally blind. He had like the Mr. Magoo cane, and like, <laughs> like they all they all played up so much. <laughs> yeah, he did have uh, chest pains and a spiked blood pressure, um, so he did get treatment um, for a weak heart. But obviously, I'm sure the twenty hearing of a 23 year sentence might have uh, exacerbated that uh, heart issue. I, I imagine it would oh, for absolutely. anybody. Absolutely, and um. Mm-hmm. I mean, did he did he curse did he curse Hollywood on the way out? Because I mean, like all this shit happened like right after he got convicted. <laughs> like oh, Hollywood shutting down and everything, and like and the coronavirus in general, yeah. Not the coronavirus, but I mean, just like all the stuff in Hollywood that happened with it, just like now like, he must have like made some deal with the. Oh, you mean? Uh, oh, like, oh, were you talking about like other Me Too stories that have come? Out after him because no. he was kind of the first one. No, no, I'm not talking about like, like he got convicted and all of a sudden like all of Hollywood shuts down due to this virus. Yeah, that's true. I don't know. Maybe he, maybe part of his plea deal was that, or you know, to get a la- lesser sentence, which at 23 years at 67, I mean, let's face it, he'll be there till he's 90, right? Um, yeah. You know, if, you know, if God willing or whatever. Um, but uh, yeah, uh, that that's kind of crazy. Um, I mean, he, it's got to be torture for him. I mean, look, like I feel torture just being inside my house for like you know exactly a few days. Exactly. You know, from what from what I'm used to, I'm used to going outside doing this kind of stuff. But it's a big change for me. And I'm sure for all you guys. Imagine the change for him of being like like almost like the king of Hollywood. You know, with all these constant parties, people kissing your ass constantly. Yes. Just, like absolutely. You know, you know, some women, I'm sure, are throwing themselves at you, you know, even though you're like a slob, 
and like you know, surely wouldn't get any other women otherwise. And then for you to like, for what you did, get all that taken away from you, and um, and now going to to um, prison, and I'm sure it's not going to be like one of those. I mean, he'd probably go to like a minimum security type of prison, so it's not going to be like. It's not going to be like maximum security, yeah, probably not. Right, right. But, I mean, it's, it's still going to be a huge change for him. And, like, and like even, like, I mean, you watched the Kirby Enthusiasm when they had um, the main character, um, Jeff, on there that looked like him, and they were playing it up with him mm-hmm. being, um, sitting next to um, Larry David and, and people thinking that he was, um, that he was, um, Jeff Garland um, looks like Harvey Weinstein, actually. Harvey Weinstein, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Weinstein, I think it is. Really Weinstein. funny. <laughs> but yeah, they look—they actually look alike. <laughs> that was just crazy. They do. They're crazy. And last but the, not the, least, guys. The woman, the, that was tra- the, the woman that was accusing him of, of me doing her was like, um, came in and saw him sitting there with the mag hat on and sitting next to um, what she thought was Harvey Weinstein. Right. <laughs> and it was a really, really funny scene. <laughs> that was a crazy scene. But I have one more, and then I'm done, guys. All right. And everyone's been talking about either Corona, at least for the past couple days, Corona, or that Tom Brady has left, uh, decided to leave the, the New England Patriots. Uh, ending yeah. an era for the quarterback, and he's led. Uh, he's had six Super Bowl championships since he signed on in 2000. Everybody, a lot of people were talking about Brady leaving the Patriots. Apparently, a lot of think, people think this is a big deal. But I guess it is because Brady started his career in the Patriots, and now he's. Uh, I guess it's not 100%, but he is. Um, looks like it's going to happen, and they're leaning towards that he will be the new quarterback of, of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. So, I don't know if either yeah. anyone in the panel has an opinion on Brady and Deflategate and uh, the Cheatriots or whatever you want to call them, but. <laughs> <laughs> We'll see how the Patriots yeah, do a, without him. Yeah, I'm not a huge fan of um, Brady. I mean, he's definitely one of the best. You know, I'm just like a Ravens fan, so I'm not going to be a huge fan of him no matter what. Right. But I always feel like, especially since he's had his whole career on one team, I, I, I always feel like you should just kind of end your career in the same team. But like, you mm-hmm. know, like, like Ray Lewis did. You know, yeah, it's like, not um, like he needs to continue his career. Like, he's, he's already made a lot of money. Right. He's already gotten all of the accolades he really needs. Six rings. From, right. He's married yeah. to a supermodel. You know. <laughs> you know, he's got he's got he's, he did pretty well, man. And, uh, you know. Yeah, so like, even if he took a pay cut like and stayed and ended his career in that team because we had, probably has a couple more years left, I would, I would assume. Yeah, he's 42. So I, don't so I think he he really wants to play as long as he can cuz he loves the yeah. game. Yeah. Right. Yeah, but it's always kind of weird. It's like it's kind of like when uh, Michael Jordan like retired. Oh, when he went to play Bulls. baseball. No, not that. But when he came back from retirement and played with the Washington Wizards. Oh yeah. Yeah. It, it was always just kind of weird because like it's like, I mean, he actually retired at that point, but it's like you know, he's always mm-hmm. was seen as a Chicago Bull, and his career mm-hmm. at the Wizards never really did anything compared to what he did as mm-hmm. Chicago Bulls. Yeah. Wow, wow, what a show, guys. And, of course, we always end with birthdays today. Um, so Br- actor Brad Dourif, who was supposed to be one of the guests at Monster Mania last weekend uh, from Deadwood and Lord of the Rings, is 70. 
Um, Jeffrey Owens from The Cosby Show. Remember, he was in the news for uh, people shame, job shaming him for working at Trader Joe's. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that was yeah. yeah he's 59. I and mean, the guy's, you know, got to make a living in between gigs, man. You can't shame an actor for trying to make some money. Um, huh, he's, he's older than I thought. He's older than you yeah. thought? Yeah. Yeah, 59. Um, down somebody ever for trying to work. Yeah, right? Seriously, man. That that's that's really nice. Actually, you know what? He it was actually a good thing for him because he actually got offers from Tyler Perry and he got gigs out of it. So That's guess, great, yeah. Yeah, so it's good for him. Uh Vanessa Williams, um singer and actress is 57. Uh The Queen, Queen Latifah is 50 today. Dane Cook. Oh man. <laughs> Imagine being her, like, it's your 50th birthday, it should be, like, a big celebration. Yeah, and she and, can't have it. You know, for all these people, but especially for, like, a big number like that. I know. And, like, you really can't do anything. She it. can't do it, and you can't celebrate people's birthdays. You, you can't, yeah, I know a lot of people's birthdays. My, in fact, my cousin's birthday. My, my, my cousin Rob, one of my closest cousins of all time, uh, yeah. can't celebrate his birthday. I mean, it's a little different now, you know, obviously. Yeah, right, it is. Yeah. Uh, Dane Cook, 48 today. Um, wow. Sutton Foster of Younger, which is a good show if you haven't seen it. It's 45. Um, Adam Levine of Maroon 5 is 41. Adam Polly of The Mindy Project is 38. You might also remember him as the scout trooper that punched Baby Yoda in Mandalorian. So he became one of the most hated stormtroopers <laughs> after that. Him and Jason Sudeikis both punched Baby Yoda, so definitely hated and it's funny, I mentioned this actress was one of the ones I would love to hang out, hang out with during quarantine of the corona apocalypse. That's Lily Collins, 31. And, uh, yeah, that's birthdays today. <laughs> so happy birthday, celebrities. Wow. And happy birthday, Rob, my cousin Rob. Shout out to Rob. Happy man. birthday. Yeah. So we're going to end with a classic cut and our exclusive on-location interviews from Sundance at the red carpet premiere of Timmy Failure, Mistakes Were Made, interviews conducted by the wonderful and talented Vanessa Meadows and Lauren Francesca. You guys interview um, Jim Whitaker and Tom McCarthy, who are the producers on the film. Steve Pastis, um, one of the writers in the film. And also, last but certainly not least, the star of Timmy Failure, Winslow Fegley, the star of Timmy Failure himself. Um, Vanessa Meadows, congratulations on doing such a great job with that interview. Thank you. Wow. So, uh, Chachi's going to announce the classic cut, so here's your theme song, Chachi. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Where my dog's at. It is time for King Chachi's classic cuts. Holla at your boy. Chachi. There you go. Yeah, that's right, Chachi and Charlie. You want to stand for Chachi. It's going to feel weird just like ending the show and already being home. This is that long, like, 40-minute drive after this <laughs> Well, some for 40 minutes, some less, but yes. Yeah. But, um, yeah. Wow, these are crazy times. You guys, any predictions on how long? Until things get back to normal. Well, Trump said two weeks. I'm going to double that. I'm going to say a mo- at least a month. 
my predictions at least. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm thinking the same. I'm thinking, I'm thinking a month. You think it's going to be back to normal in a month? I mean, maybe I like think, the the quarantine will be lifted, but right. Um, that's what I'm talking about. I think it's going to go like baby steps. Where it's going to be like, all right, you can have gatherings of like 50 people, and then like 100, then like 250. I think it's going to go like incremental, like that. Not like, not like. All right, today is going to be completely lifted. Well, I think that month, really depends on if the um, if the virus starts dying out just due to the weather, which I'm hoping is going to be the case. If not, it could be like two months or longer. Yeah, I mean, like you think in a month from now you'll feel comfortable getting on a plane or going to the gym. If the media says so, oh, then no. yes, I think. If the media says so, it's safe, then yes. If they, they say it's not yeah. safe, I don't know. Yeah, but I think I think when all this is said and done, I think people are going to change a lot of their habits that they, um, you know, from what they used to have. I think um, you're going to see a lot more people with like OCD about touching things and yep. making sure they're clean and like, you know, like what I, about, I know people personally. What about random hookups? About, is this going to change up random hookups? Well, I mean, if, if AIDS going to do that, I don't think this is going to do that. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> you know, people like, there's still people like like. Oh, I only, I only use condoms. You know, they don't feel as good or whatever. So you always have people like that who are just going to do whatever they want to do. Right. You know, and like bang whoever they want to bang. Why are you laughing? No, no. <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> Anyways, the, the cut, the classic cut. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, the classic cut. Like, I mean, so of course. Everybody's separating now, you know, everybody's there's like supposed to be what like a like how many foot um they supposed to stay away from people? Uh, six feet. Six feet. Six feet and like um you know, I went to the um the mall yesterday for for lunch and I mean, and it was and it was pretty dead. I mean there was no you know, there was no problem having like a social distance from anybody. You know, mm-hmm. even the whole food court, like the the eating area of the food court, was all ripped off. You could only like go to the stands and get your food and ticket for carry out. You know, like the local Starbucks were closed. You know, mm. and, like a lot of the restaurants around. Tragedy, tragedy. Carry out. It's, it's a crazy time, but um, this is the offspring. You know, people separated, which okay. a lot of people remember <laughs> from the '90s. You know, so Aspen's a great kind family. of what we're all going through right now, just staying separated from everybody, and it's, it's a very weird feeling. Like it's like a lot of people, like I'll talk to, like you're used to like shaking hands or or slapping hands or yeah, you know, no like more no more chachi handshakes. The the, the handshakes no, where you tickle t- you tickle the inside of the palm. <laughs> inside the palm, yeah. They're, they're you can't do that anymore. Now. They're putting a hole for now. So, <laughs> I'm actually happy about that. One. <laughs> I look forward to the time I can tickle the pumps once again. <laughs> but, <laughs> but this is um, keeping separated, and um, are we just going to sign off now? Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna go from your the classic cut to the on location interviews from Timmy Failure. So uh, I guess we can all say our goodbyes, um, and uh, we'll just go yeah. into it um, on behalf of everybody on. The phone right now, starting with the the king of the 80s, Chachi McFly. Thank you, thank you. And I, I hope that our listeners that we have, um, you know, can enjoy this show. Yes. And hopefully this 
part of the little part that we do just to talk about you know the current events like we always have like we have for for decades now and if you think about it what happened a lot of productions are are being suspended below the belt show is still continuing right right you know we're doing what we can you know to keep the show still yeah. going which you have throughout the years yeah and hopefully it makes you feel a little bit more like um you know Formality, you know, with your crazy life right now, and I definitely wish in the upcoming weeks that everybody, all of the listeners, and their family and friends, to stay like, stay safe and yep. hopefully healthy. Absolutely, you know, please be safe out there, everybody. Practice yeah, common we, sense. Um, yeah, we, we talk about all the small stuff that we miss in life, which you know is our fun stuff, like concerts and movies and, and premieres and comic cons and stuff that we are missing out on, but we but we don't. We just talk about that because that's what we talk about on the show, but we don't take lightly, you know, people that are, you know, fearful for the lives and lives of their loved ones. Absolutely. You know, we definitely well said. Have man. all you guys in our prayers, you know, um, in our in our audience, and um, absolutely. Really do look forward to the time of just like, you know, in the future, this fun times and getting back to, um, you know, all the all the all the cool stuff in life. So yes. definitely looking forward to that. Hopefully, week by week, we'll have. I'd like to see some progress and not, you know regress uh, with this uh, epidemic yeah. or pandemic. Um, of course, uh, we also like to thank Mike the General Zod. Well, thanks for having me on. This has certainly been um, a surreal experience. The whole week and doing this weird-ass conference call podcast. <laughs> 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 right. Especially, like, you yeah, know, know, like almost every second of my professional life is being on a conference call. So it's like <laughs> it's like I never left work. There you go, guys. <laughs> and we're all more you than six feet. Like, um, you should talk about like, he was banging in the quarantine and transgender <laughs> stuff. Your day conference calls, did you? <laughs> oh, only occasionally. Yep. Okay, okay, okay. And you got to like, we're more than six feet apart doing this show. So. Yeah. yeah. And and last, but n- certainly not least, the amazing, talented actress that I have to mention because we failed to mention this, Vanessa Meadows. Evita was amazing. I guess we can't promote it because the show is already over, but yeah. Vanessa yeah. killed it. Slated in her role as Eva Peron in Evita. If you've seen Madonna's Evita movie, um, Vanessa did a hundred times better than Madonna. <laughs> oh my God. Aww. Thank you. And I, I mean, your her. voice, you hit the notes that Madonna cannot hit. So. Thank you so much. It was, it was a very, very difficult role. Vocal gymnastics is what I called it. When, when I first heard the music, cause I fell in love with the, the movies. Before. Right. Um, and when I heard the musical version, I was like, what the F? But now I actually prefer it. It's, it's more interesting. But um, yeah. I just wanted to say, you know, in closing with the whole corona thing going on. Yes. That, um, staying positive, believing positive. Um, that's what I'm going to focus on. Obviously, listening to the facts, understanding the situation, but also believing that it's going to get better. It won't be as bad as we think it will be. Um, and just trying to stay calm and learn from what we're going through. And really quick, uh, just because we didn't have a lot of time about the subject earlier, I just want to clarify that, you know, what I was talking about with fluid acting is basically just, just about the industry setting an example of not where we are, but where we should be. 
by being more open-minded, breaking down barriers um, with the intention of showing that we are all equal in one. So um, I just wanted to say that and just clarify. Very well said, Vanessa. um, Very well said. Yeah, so stay positive, stay healthy, and thanks for having me. Yes, and I'm Al Celebrity Soto. Um, Please be optimistic in this time of crisis. Uh, If you can't see your loved ones, FaceTime them, call them, do an old-fashioned phone call. Be productive in this time. That's why we're doing a show. You know, um, if you can't do the things that you love and are used to doing, find new creative ways that you can do things from home or, um, you know, take a nice walk. You know, there's plenty of things we can do. We have to stick stick with this together and just be optimistic. Let's flatten the curve, as they say. Let's... Let's just be optimistic, guys. So that's that's the yeah. notes I'll leave with you guys. And hopefully uh, by next week, um, I'm sure there will be some ups and downs, maybe some good news, followed by a little bit of bad news. But, you know, only time will tell. So um, that that's it for tonight's uh, Below the Belt show. Um, um, a conference uh Podcast a first. I have no co-hosts in studio. This is the first, uh, a first time ever on Below the Belt show. I don't think I've ever not had a co-host in the same room with me. This is the oh, first. I, I, the whole history of our show. I've only, I've only been only once because I had recorded an interview during an off time that wasn't our regular slot, but that doesn't really count. Mm. I just recorded an interview. The interview was added on a separate show. Exactly. Though, right? It was uh, one of the Walking Dead yeah. actors um, Aaron, yeah. who plays Aaron. It was um, Ross Marquand. Um, and I had to adhere to his schedule and come here on different times. Only time I, I really recall ever doing a show by myself. And here we are again, guys. Um, but nonetheless, um, it was a great show from top to bottom. So here we go with the classic cut by Chachi, followed by on-location interviews with Lauren Francesca and Vanessa Meadows of the star and the crew of the film Timmy Failure Mistakes Remain, which is on Disney Plus right now, guys. Now that you guys have more time to watch streaming uh, <laughs> television, uh, you can catch Timmy Failure, which I, I I will implore you. It's a it's a really fun, fun film for the whole family. It's really good. And I think yeah. adults will really like it, too. And uh, you did a great job interviewing uh, Winslow, Vanessa. So. Oh, thank you. So we're going to hear I that here. It was actually Vanessa's first on-location interview. We click on this with our friends that click on this. Yeah. Wow. Yep. So, yes, I should iterate that these on-location interviews are associated with the amazing click on this show that I'm affiliated with. I'd like to say it's our sister show. Uh, produced by executive producer Miss Elena Moscat. Um, so, without Elena, click on this wouldn't be possible. And the Sundance Film Festival coverage wouldn't be possible. So, we thank Elena for that as well. All right. All right, guys. I'm going to say bye to everybody, and we're going into the classic cut. So, on behalf of everybody here, we'll see you guys next week. Until then, peace out. All right. Bye bye, everybody. Bye bye. All right. We can all hang up. Bye. Later. Late. Gotta keep them separated
overrated. Songs available only on live broadcasts on WMBC and BelowTheBeltShow.com. Hey, you're watching Click on This. My name is Lauren Francesca. And this is Vanessa Meadows. And we're at the red carpet premiere at Sundance for... Timmy Failure, Mistakes Were Made. We are so excited to interview the cast and the crew. Mm -hmm. So yeah, guys, click on this right now. Do it. Nice to meet you, Tom. Nice to meet you, Lauren. So you you directed this, you wrote it, co-wrote it. Amazing. Thank you. How do you how do you find projects? This one was literally set on my desk. My colleague at the time, Kate Churchill, put it on my desk in my office and said, "You should read this book." And it was a stick figure drawing of Timmy, and I thought, "I'm not going to read that book." And then at one day, I did, and I couldn't stop laughing, and I was kind of hooked from that moment on. What was casting like? Because he's incredible. Yeah, it took a long time to find that kid uh, it was uh, we saw probably seven eight hundred kids over a little over a year and uh, felt like we couldn't even go into production until we had the kid the kid being Winslow Fagley it's amazing he's so I watched the trailer and I was like oh my goodness yeah what do you see him in the movie he's got an amazing facility with language and just his poise and he's got his own rhythm yeah very smart very 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 smart no doubt. and how long were you guys filming we shot in Portland for about three months uh, and a little bit in Vancouver Vancouver also, but mostly in Portland, which is pretty well represented in the movie. And what was one of the coolest things about the shoot? Uh, coolest things about the shoot? Well, maybe we had a scene where we actually had to launch a truck into a house, driven by, and that was pretty cool. I've never done that before. Yeah. Wow, that's that's intense. That's pretty intense. Wow. And do you have any movies coming up that you want to plug? I'm or? editing a movie now that I shot last year with Matt Damon, but uh, I'll, I'll finish that before I plug it. Right now, I'm here to talk about. Timmy, and I'm really excited about it. Awesome. So, wow, you're, you edit, you direct, you do everything. Yeah. All right. Where can we find you on social media? You can't. You can't. Okay. I really don't have any social media presence. Okay. I'm sorry. I feel like, I feel remiss to say that to you, especially, but I have none. All right. Well, we're excited to watch Timmy Failure. Great. I hope you enjoy you. it. Thank you. Right. So, we're here with Click on This with Jim Whitaker. How are you doing? Great. I'm so happy to be at Sundance. We've had such a great time. Congratulations. Now, I heard that you are originally from Baltimore. Is this true? You know, my family's from Baltimore. I think you're thinking of John Waters. That's my, yeah. uh, my extended, yes, that's my cousin John. So, uh, yeah, and then I, I grew up in Washington, D.C. and uh, Nova Scotia, actually, for a period of time. But, yeah, so in L.A. now. Uh-huh. Yeah. And uh, you've had an amazing career. How did you, how did you do it? <laughs> um, you know, focus on story, I, honestly. I've been very uh, lucky to find stories that really moved me and uh, made me um, want to make films and I've uh, been very lucky to be surrounded by talented people and involved with talented people and so it's, uh, it's great to um, be a part of it honestly I, I, I love it I'm very fortunate so. how long did you guys work on Timmy failure you know I think we started about five years ago um, Wow. <laughs> the book was handed to me by Tom McCarthy and uh, he said hey do you want to get involved and I said yes and we had a, uh, the wonderful opportunity to get Tom and Steph involved to write the screenplay and then it kind of just took off it, it uh, Disney came in and just made it happen and Sean Bailey Sam Dickerman and we just off we went so it's and been 
great. Any advice for filmmakers out there who want a career like yours? Um, yeah, look, it's all about the work and, and just being connected to story. If something feels, um, you know, important to you and meaningful to you, it's probably going to be meaningful to a lot of other people. So stay focused on that. <laughs> That's amazing. Where can we find you on social media? I'm a little quiet. Um, Twitter, Instagram. Uh, I don't. I'm a little quiet though. But okay. yes. Uh, <laughs> all right. Well, well, thank you so much. Congratulations, and we're excited to see more of your projects. Appreciate it. Thank you thank so you. much. Thank you. Yeah. Hi, Stephen. Hi, I'm Click on this TV. Yeah. Hi, this is Stephen Passis with uh, Click on This TV. This is Vanessa Meadows. Nice to, nice meet, to meet you. Too. Thank you for this quick and short and sweet <laughs> interview. Yeah. Um, it's so great to meet you. So you're a cartoonist right. originally. Yes. Um, how was it working with Tom McCarthy on co-writing the screenplay? It was a thrill because I had never written a movie. And Tom obviously has all this experience. And he could have very well kicked me out of the room on day one. But he was patient with me. And he taught me, and it started this two-year process of writing together every day, and it was uh, it was like the gold ticket. Like I should have paid for that experience, yeah. but I got paid to do it. Um, yeah, it was great. He was a great teacher and experienced, and I learned a ton. That's great. And one quick piece. Of, okay, thank you so much. Yes. It was okay. nice to meet you. My pleasure. Thank you. Thank you very much. <laughs> yeah. Thanks. Hi, Winslow. How are you? Nice to meet you. I'm Vanessa Meadows with Click on This TV, and this is Winslow Fegley, who plays Timmy in Timmy Failure Mistakes. We're mid. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> How are you today? Um, I'm great. I'm so glad to be here at Sundance. Awesome. Is this your first time at Sundance? It is my first Sundance. Um, and to be honest, I wasn't really sure what to expect going into it, but um, it's it's really awesome being here. There's so much snow. There's a lot of snow. But I'm I'm kind of used to that because I'm I'm from PA. But it's yeah. it's 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 pretty intense. Um, but it's it's pretty awesome. That's just great. That's great. Yeah, up and down Main Street and everything. Oh, I know Main Street's amazing, I isn't know. it? <laughs> I love your outfit. Did you put this together yourself? Um, yeah, kind of my mom and I did. Um, yeah, but I, I think it looks pretty good. <laughs> it looks awesome. So how did you get into acting? What was your first gig? My first gig? Oh, that's hard. Um, I think I did some short film. Uh, yeah, a, a, like a long time ago. I probably was like six or something. Mm -hmm. But I kind of was... My mom and dad, they, they didn't like force me into acting or anything like that. It was... It was it was all my choice, and just with my brother and sister, always they were also doing acting, and just watching them because they were one of my they were my main role models, and so I was just like, well, I kind of want to do that. that. Looks that looks really fun, and it is really really fun. And then I just kind of rehearsed and rehearsed, and then it kind of just went off from there, I guess. That's awesome. So, in playing in this movie, what was it like working with a CG? co-star total the um, polar bear so there was actually this guy in like a nine foot suit pretty much um, which was kind of made the guidelines and everything for the editing team to like to you know do all the VFX but it was it was it was it, he made it so so much easier and it was such such a great time working with him because I actually he had worked with me in a, in a Disney TV show um, who played? He played 
he's a villain, actually. So now it, it's fun because he's he's playing my best friend in this. Um, but it, it was he made it a lot easier to um, to work off of, and that made my performance better because I could I could work off of what he was doing. Exactly, acting is reacting, right? I know. <laughs> so um, I heard that you're a prankster on set. Is that true? Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Can you tell us a little bit about that? Did you prank anyone on the set? Um, no. I mean, oh, actually, yes. No, that's not true. I did prank. I think um, there's one time where I I did this with a bunch of people in the studios where I would just hide behind the corner and then they, when I saw them coming up, I'd just jump out. I'd jump out at them. And then there's one time on, on, on set where there's all these doors and then there's this one take where Tom hid behind one and I opened it and he went, ah, and it literally fell on the floor. And I was just like, oh my God. That's amazing. Well, Winslow, it was so nice to meet you. Nice to meet Thank you, you so much and good luck moving forward. Well, it has been a ill show tonight and I think we have all learned some valuable lessons. This is your bot for the bad boys of Baltimore saying, until next time, keep chilling like a villain. Bye, goodbye, goodbye.